0: Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two friends just
1: made a podcast. It's called Culture Bucket. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two friends just made a
0: podcast. Culture Bucket, Georgia.
2: Okay, you ding-dongs. Welcome back to Culture Bucket. It's week number... it's episode number 10, I think. Uh, I'm George, your host. Pleasure to be back with you again. And my co-host is Alex, who is here. Hello, Alex.
0: Hello, everyone, Angie. I'm amazed that you're using that film that you thought you were going to hate so much as a quote for the first few seconds of the podcast.
2: Oh, I don't know what you're talking no. about. How are you? I'm very good, thank you very much. How are you? Um, I'm fired up and <laughs> fired ready up. to rock. Okay, yep. fantastic. I'm feeling excited. Today we're going to be talking about animated shows.
0: In the English language.
2: In the English language, yes. i.e. not anime, which will come later.
0: Yes, which I'm much better yeah. at, weirdly, you know. Um,
2: yeah, I'm, I, I feel like I'm better at this one, so we can support each yes, other.
0: Yes, we can support each other, okay.
2: But before we get anywhere near our top five so this week, first of all, we need to catch up with each other on our week's culture.
1: This is Culture Catch-Up Time. This is where we talk
0: about what we've watched, what we've read, what we've listened to, and probably some other stuff.
2: And I'm going to start yeah. this week. So, I watched four movies this week. Not bad. Not bad. Slightly slightly quieter than usual. Very quiet. But, um, Yeah, but it's been a busy old week. So, first of all, I watched the... 1989 ITV TV adaptation of The Woman in Black. Okay. Do you know The Woman in Black, Alex? I don't
0: think so, no.
2: It is a... Well, I think it was originally a novella by Susan Hill, if I remember rightly. Mm. Uh, and then it was adapted into a stage adaptation, which is now, I think, the second longest running um Play in the West End after The Mousetrap, which I saw last year and is very good actually. Okay. But yeah. And then it was adapted in 2012, it was adapted into a film starring Daniel Radcliffe.
1: Ah, yes. As
2: Harry Potter. Mm. um, Which was a, a decent enough movie, but I thought was a bit, I don't know, not incredible. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe plays a widower with a son in it, and it was like, within a handful of years coming off the back of Harry Potter so he seemed oddly miscast in that movie it was quite hard to take him seriously as like mm. a a lawyer with a child and stuff
1: yeah
2: but i had no idea that they had done a tv film of it in 1989 that had been like lost for years hmm. but has just been re-released on blu-ray by a company called network in the uk so i picked up that blu-ray and watched it and it is amazing it is absolutely fantastic Mm. it's really really creepy and scary and super british it's about this uh, insurance investigator who has to go to this small coastal town um, to look after the affairs of a client who has died a woman who has no immediate relatives so he has to kind of sell her house and stuff Mm. for her and he gets there and he starts seeing visions of this woman all dressed in black and he doesn't know what it means and it kind of creeps him out and when you see this woman it is genuinely scary uh, and creepy. There's a couple of really terrifying scenes that really got me. So, so yeah. And oddly, the guy who plays the insurance investigator, which is the same character Daniel Radcliffe played in the film, is played by the actor who plays James Potter in the Harry Potter movies, Harry Potter's dad. So that's, oh. a, that's a weird link.
1: Yeah. Um, but, amazing. yeah, it's not
2: the easiest thing to watch, but I would recommend it highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely like a five-star film for me. So if you can find it, check it out. Nice, sir. Nice, sir. Um, and then I watched a film called Lords of Chaos. Have you heard of Lords of Chaos? No. Lords of Chaos is a music biopic mm-hmm. about the early days of a band called Mayhem, who are a Norwegian black metal band and I think would claim to have invented Norwegian black metal, okay. which, in my opinion, is not much to be proud of. But... <laughs> Some people some people, very much like that kind of music, and that's absolutely fine. I like metal quite a bit, but um, that's definitely kind of a, a step further than I can handle. Yeah. Um, but this band is really famous for having, like, a really, really quite intense um, kind of period where a guy called Euronymous, who sort of started the band and founded the band, ended up, ended up being murdered by somebody else in the band. What, in real life? Um, in real wow. life, yeah. Wow. So the film is about his. The film is about kind of what leads to his eventual murder by another member of the band, this guy called Varg, okay. who is still alive and is a Nazi and is a, is not a nice man. And uh, they cast a Jewish actor in the film to play him, which annoyed the guy in real life. Which is um, oh,
0: that's amazing. That's yeah, really quite good on good. the part of the
2: filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he seems like an awful man. <laughs> um, least of all the fact that he kills somebody. But never mind. I'm kind of spoiling the film a bit. But yeah, because it's a real life story. Okay. That's not really, it doesn't really matter. Like, I knew that going in as well. It's not really important for the film in a way. Um, there's another scene, there's a, there's, there, there was a, one of the things I'm most well known for is one of their live bootleg albums. The cover of it is a photograph of their previous lead singer's body after he had killed himself, because he, yeah, he killed himself. Uh, pretty... Pretty grim stuff in this movie uh I've just mentioned it then, but definitely content warning now for some discussion of self harm and suicide Wow um there is a scene quite early on in this film where a character commits suicide and i I am rarely disturbed by violence in mm. movies because I've watched some fairly violent films yeah. the scenes that particular scene in this film made me feel quite unwell and quite yeah, it, it's it's pretty intense stuff, mm. but it's quite you know it it's a character who's really who's 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 sick and really really ill and really struggling with life and it, and seeing what he does to himself is quite sad and isn't interestingly isn't accurate to what he did in real life. They kind of show him harming himself more than he actually did in reality. Mm. But I think that's to get across. I think that visualizes the internal pain he was feeling as a as a person. I think that's what they're trying to get across. If you see, what yeah, I mean. yeah. Um, but it, it's it is difficult to watch. Mm. It is definitely difficult to watch. It's not a horror film, but it it is horrific in scenes. But it is definitely if you think you can sort of watch that kind of content and not necessarily enjoy it, but find it, um, you know interesting mm. to see uh, i'd recommend it it's a, it's definitely a good film oh and the soundtrack is by sigur Ross. oh because uh, the director who used to be involved in the black metal scene i think correctly identified that if you're not a fan of norwegian black metal it's not very fun to listen to yeah so the film itself doesn't have much norwegian black metal okay. in it <laughs> uh, it has a lot of sigur rós music and mm. stuff like that which is quite an interesting um i can't Comparison in a way, I can't think of the correct word, but it's quite interesting to have all these, you know, black metal characters and then the music is always this kind of post rock Rós stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it also uses the end credit music from The Mist at one point, oh, wow. which is interesting. I've never heard that used before, but that song is, is really, really good. Um, so, yeah, that was Lords of Chaos. Very interesting. Then I watched the live action Mulan. Remake.
0: Oh, did you pay for it?
2: I did. I, uh, it's been released in a very strange yeah. way, where you have to pay in the UK. It's $19.99 on Disney Plus to watch yeah. it, and then it becomes free for everyone who has Disney Plus mm. uh, in December. But uh, I split the cost of it with a friend, so we paid a tenner each essentially. Yeah, uh, which is kind of like going to the cinema. Yeah, definitely. Not not quite no. as fun as going to the cinema, but it was. But I, you know, I, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about how much I like that. Yeah. film, the original one. So I really wanted to see it. It's kind of been dogged with controversy yeah, since it's been The lead actress who plays Mulan got into hot water for defending the Hong Kong police, I think. Ooh. Which is definitely a stance yeah. I do not agree with and is disappointing. Mm. And then in the end credits of Mulan, they thank a region, I think it's they thank a region of China that is widely known to have uh, prison camps yeah. where they torture people for their religious yeah. beliefs and things.
0: Is it like the place where the Uyghur Muslims are and the correctional yes. camps? Yeah. yeah.
2: That's it, yeah, the correctional yeah. camps. Again, not good and disappointing and, m- m- you know.
0: So out of touch of, with reality, it, but... isn't it? Sorry? So out of touch with reality as Disney. Yeah, you should completely. Know better and do your research.
2: Yeah, I think Disney are feeling the burn of it. And I don't think it's been a big success for them, I was reading. I mean, the number of subscribers they need to pay for it for it to break even is huge, Mm. and I don't think they've got anywhere near it. Yeah. But for the purposes of seeing it, I paid for it, and I watched it because I I wanted to see the live-action Mulan. Uh, That's that's how it is. And I, separately from, from that, The film itself, I really, really Mm. enjoyed it and thought it was excellent. It's not nearly as good as the original cartoon um, for a variety of reasons. It's a little bit longer and doesn't necessarily need to be two hours, Mm. whereas an hour and a half was fine for the film. It doesn't have the songs in it and stuff. But it's got some fantastic action sequences. It actually feels like like they took the cartoon... Mm. They stripped out the singing and the music and that kind of Disney stuff, yeah. but then they added in a layer of uh, that sort of Chinese martial arts film action that you would get in films. like I always associate with Crouching Tiger, Hidden mm. Dragon, that kind of really acrobatic action sequences, people running on walls and flying up in the air and stuff like that. There's quite a lot of that in it. Mm. And then there's like quite a bit of Star Wars in it, surprisingly. There's like some real Star Wars beats in there.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, That's kind of what they've added that kind of pads out the running time of the film. And uh, it's just really good. The actors are... are, All the characters are played really well in it. The action sequences are really satisfying and fun. Um, It's quite funny in parts. Mm. And it's just a fun, big action blockbuster with a really unfortunate release... Style of release and really unfortunate behind-the-scenes stuff. That um, If that makes you not watch it or not want to watch it, then that is totally something I would... uh, Uh, support and agree with but I decided to as I say split the cost with a friend Mm.
0: and
2: uh, that's where we are yeah so yeah Mulan unfortunate film in a lot of ways but um if you if you want if you do end up watching it I think you will have a good time yeah then I watched a movie oh my word last night I watched a movie on Netflix called The Babysitter Killer Queen so I so the, the original, the Babysitter, came out about three years ago, and is about a young kid. I think he's probably about thirteen. I think mm. he's meant to be about thirteen. Who, whose babysitter, played by Samara Weaving, who is a fantastic actor. Uh, you'll see her soon in the new Bill and Ted movie, playing one of their daughters. I okay. think. And she's been in a film called Mayhem. Yeah. And a bunch of other stuff. She's 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 fantastic. And she's really good in The Babysitter. Uh, she's his babysitter. And it turns out that she is the leader of a satanic mm. cult who wants to sacrifice him to yeah. um, gain eternal life or something. Mm. And the original film is a really fun sort of horror comedy uh, with quite good gore scenes yeah. in it and uh, good acting. And yeah, it's quite good. I really enjoyed it. And it's oddly directed by McGee. Mm. Do you know McGee? No mcgee is a in my opinion terrible film director <laughs> who is responsible for films like the the Cameron Diaz Charlie's Angels movie okay the second of those Charlie's Angel movies as well, which is remains I think the worst film I've ever seen in a cinema I've
0: never seen a charlie's angel movie
2: they they i they were not very, I've not actually ever seen the first one, but the second one oh not a good film um <laughs> And he directed Terminator Salvation as well, the Christian Bale Terminator film. Okay. Which is just, I can't bear it, (laughs) awful movie. And he's made a few other films that are terrible. And I remember when The Babysitter came out on Netflix a couple of years ago, I was like, "Uh, this is probably terrible, but I quite like Samara Weaving and it looks fun, so I'll give it a try. And yeah, surprisingly, I, I have a real soft spot for it. I really liked it. So when they said they were making a sequel... I was quite interested, and it came out last week, so I decided to give it a watch and it's gotten a lot of really bad reviews mm. um even like the first one got some quite fair reviews, some quite good reviews um not the best reviewed film ever, but people quite like the first one the second one people are hating it, and for the first twenty minutes, I hated it as well it's got like it it can't it's it it needs to be stylish, but it can't decide what style or tone it mm. wants, so it's got sort of have you ever seen Crank no Crank's a good Jason Statham movie. There's bits in Crank that they copy where or you've seen it oh bit it's been in quite a few films where I always think of Crank where the camera it's like they've attached the camera to the actor's chest mm. and f- focused it on their face mm. so that when they move, the background moves behind them, but their face stays steady okay. in the center of the screen yeah. it It does that. Mm. It also does the thing from um, films like Zombieland, where it will stop for a moment and like graphics will pop up on screen to, to give you a character's name and stuff like that.
1: Mm.
2: It does that. Um, oh, what else does it do? It, it does a bunch of different weird little stylish choices. Oh, there's a thing where whenever he talks to the girl he has a crush on, uh, all the people in the background start walking in slow motion. It's just got this... It's constantly... It's, constantly popping stuff up on screen and being weird and being goofy in a way that I found so irritating Mm. and then it's it's set in a high school for the first 20 minutes and it's one of those movies that's like trying to be a cool movie for teens so all the teachers are swearing and being like really raunchy and stuff and I was just like this movie is (laughs) ah ah but then it kind of gets into the action of the film and they, they leave the high school setting and go to a lake and that's where kind of the satanic stuff happens again. Yeah. Uh, and from that point on, I actually really enjoyed it and I ended up liking it quite a bit. Uh, it's really silly, but it's got some incredibly uh, fun gore in it that probably relies a bit too much on CGI, but it's still quite fun to watch. Um, and the main actor in it and the, uh, the new love interest that he has in it end up being quite have good chemistry together and they're quite good actors and the other actors in it are quite fun to watch and it still is consistently mad and maddening (laughs) with like popping up nonsense on screen and cutting to little flashbacks and all sorts of stuff. Uh, And Samara Weaving doesn't really come back for this one, which is a bit disappointing Mm. because I really like her in the first one. But overall, ultimately, I actually kind of really enjoyed it and if you watched the first Babysitter and you will be put off by the bad reviews the sequel is getting, Maybe still give it a try mm. and have an open mind and just see see what you think of it. Because, uh, yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of enjoyed it. So, so, yeah, those are the main films I watched this week. Other than that, I tried watching Fleabag again. It wasn't my homework this yeah. week, but I decided to give it another yeah. go. I watched the first episode and, like, 20 minutes of yeah. the second episode. And I'm still going to keep pushing through with it, but I, I still, I'm not fully getting what people love about well, it. Well, carry
0: on watching it. Stop having these yeah, judgmental eyes. Just give it a uh, chance.
2: This week, the uh, the trailer for the new Dune movie came out. So I've started listening to oh, yeah. the audio book of, of that to try and get ready for that yeah. to come out. Because I tried reading the novel and it's so filled with made up words and stuff that I found it really... Maybe I wasn't in the right place at that point in time, but I couldn't couldn't get into it. So I'm trying the audiobook mm. and that's going better. The audiobook seems excellent. Have you
0: have you seen so, the old uh,
2: June movies? No, the David Lynch one. No, I've yeah. I've never seen it. No, it's only it's one It's not be... two.
0: How many did yeah. he make?
2: There's just yeah, one. Yeah, because there's one. a few
0: books. Are there a few yeah, bo- yeah, bo- yeah, yeah, but there's one film. Yeah, I watched Ah, is that David Lynch? Oh, yeah. I've watched yeah. one David Lynch film too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've seen June. I think it's the one one of his films that he would rather forget, but yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah because it's pretty normal th- <laughs> it's yeah, a pretty
2: yeah, normal exactly. film um, I finished the Alan Partridge podcast from the Oast House mm. uh, and I really enjoyed that actually it's it's not really a podcast it's more of an audio book that just calls itself a mm. podcast but if you have a spare audible credit and you're you, know, you, you don't mind some Alan Partridge I would definitely recommend that one then I've been listening to quite a lot of tones, okay uh have you ever, do you've listened to much Deftone, No. Topics? I'm not very They're, good.
0: Um, i again this week, I'm like, No, no, I don't know anything <laughs> no, this week. No, no. no. <laughs>
2: um They've been around for years. Mm. They were like around the time of Corn and stuff and they were yeah. lumped into new metal, but they've always sort of tried to put aside the new metal thing. And I, I recently I keep seeing them be described as the radio head of metal. Oh. Which I don't think is a totally accurate comparison, but sort of gets it across. Mm. Um and they've definitely from that era of metal bands, they're definitely the one that has kind of survived and been consistently critically praised and, you know, successful as well. Mm. Um, and I've always c- kind of quite liked them, but never fully gotten into them until they, they did an album in 2013 called Koi no Yoka, mm. which is Japanese. Yeah. And apparently, it mean, apparently it means premonition of love, but I, my Japanese is not good enough to know if that's accurate. But that's what Wikipedia says. Okay.
0: Well, um, <laughs> if Wikipedia says it, it's
2: true. Exactly. So, I I love that album. It, I think it's amazing. They brought, like, shoegaze sounds and, like, odd textures and stuff into their music in that album, mm. and I really like it. And then I was looking up the other day, and, and Kerrang! magazine on their website have done a ranking of all the Deftones albums, and they put that as the worst one. I couldn't, I, it's the best, anyway, I think it's the best one. Um, but the reason I've been listening to them is they've got a new album coming out uh, on the same day that the new Idols album is oh. out. So that's going to be an excellent day. It will have, by, the time this, by the time this episode comes out, that will have happened. But yeah. The
0: best day um, in Georgia's life.
2: <laughs> so I've been listening to Deftones uh, to try and get ready for that, which has been excellent. I've been listening to that album. White Pony, which is a fantastic album uh, and really different and interesting and lots of cool songs on there. So, uh, yeah. Then the only other thing to talk about for me is I've been playing a video game this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I know you're not a fan of video games especially, <laughs> but I want to bring it up because you've probably, it's probably a video game that you've heard of and there's a reason for us to talk about it. I've been playing the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake game.
0: Why, why should we talk about that? None. Because. <laughs> Neither of us skate.
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if we skate or not. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games were, were out when I was in high school and were massive. And I used to, I used to love Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 particularly. Uh, and they're, they're really, really fun games. They're really good. They've got fantastic soundtracks mm. full of stuff like bands like Bad Religion and Rage Against the Machine. Ooh. And real big fish and stuff like that. So they've they've remade the first two and put them together as one game, mm. and they've sort of the soundtrack. They've added in some new songs, uh, but the soundtrack is largely the same. And the reason I bring it up is because one of the bands on the soundtrack <gasps> is Miller
0: Colin. Miller yeah! Colin,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> even though I hadn't heard of them, I had heard that song before. And what um, song I is guess it? Probably it's no you know
0: Cigar. No it's the best, like one of the best songs. Uh.
2: It's it's a very good song, um, so they're probably they're probably better known than I was making out when, when I made fun of you about them uh, back in our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh my god, it's Millencolin, and, yeah. and I and I was like, oh, I know this song. So yeah, um, great. That game is amazing. That game is fantastic. You don't need to be a skateboarder to enjoy Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and Millencolin and are on the soundtrack, <laughs> along with loads of cool stuff. Um, so yeah that's good and yeah that's my that's all I've done this week if I was going to recommend anything out of all of that I would recommend The Woman in Black from 1989 if you can get your hands on that nice
0: give it a go what about you Alex? I haven't been very good this week I apologise that's fine um, so uh, I've um, finally watched the Marvel film Black Panther oh okay uh, the reason I watched it is because uh, unfortunately last week Chadwick Boseman Passed away.
2: He did, yeah. It was horrible news. Yeah,
0: and I realized I only see i i had I had only seen him in uh, that Five Bloods, one of the films I talked about a few weeks ago. Um, mm. Spike Lee movies, and I I just never watched Black Panther, and I knew it was gonna. You know, I, I've heard a lot of amazing reviews, but I lost my. Um, Marvel cinema buddy, you. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen any Marvel films since before Civil War.
2: Wow. You've missed missed a lot. I have
0: missed a lot. Well, because I have nobody to go and see them with. And uh, here they mainly do them in Italian. And I'm not going to watch any film in Italian. Uh, (laughs) I hate uh, dubbing in films. And so I thought, you know, I, I... you know, I expect you know, sometimes I wait for to see you to watch some movies, and but I didn't want to because, you know, I he passed away. And uh yeah, so I watched Black Panther. Uh arrived super late in the game, but um I thought it was really good. I thought it's yeah. really good. Is the story of Black Panther, the main character, which uh who comes from Wakanda, which is our, uh uh fictitious place in uh, Africa and um, it has this incredible um, mineral called vibranium yeah. and uh, from the outside perspective Wakanda is this uh, third world poor country but in reality is this rich super technological advanced uh, country and mm. um, and uh, yeah so uh, is. And that—that's pretty much it, isn't it?
2: Yeah, sort of. Although Black Panther is the name of Black Panther is almost like a a title rather than a name oh, because yeah. the main character played by Chadwick it's Boseman is T'challa. T'Challa.
0: Yeah, so Black Panther. So you only become Black Panther when you become the king of Wakanda. So the mm. queen, the king, the queen. <laughs> We're gonna have a great time today, George. The king, <laughs> the king of Wakanda, T'Chaka, has died, and so T'Challa has to uh, is becoming uh, king. And yeah. uh, and if you become king, you become Black Panther because you drink this uh, special juice, isn't it?
2: Vibranium juice. Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it comes from this flower they ah, have yes, it's not uh, the vibranium that they juice. kind of. Yeah create a, a, a drink out of that that gives you the powers of Black Panther. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. And um yeah and then yeah that's it really isn't it? Uh
2: yeah I think I think what is what is brilliant about Black Panther is Well we're gonna talk um, about
0: that in a second. I'm just talking about the okay. plot. So the plot well, is the, that yeah, it's basically I mean, a Marvel film where That's the setup. Yeah the yeah. setup is that so I thought it was really really good. Um, Good. I liked uh the fact that sometimes I speak Sosa, which is like a, an incredible language. Uh, I thought it was mm-hmm. only from South Africa, but I'm not really sure if it's from other country, other African countries. Um, I like the different themes in the film. Uh, is about uh social responsibility. Is about identity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's about you know, rich and poor, how maybe people want to protect themselves so much that they're not uh, happy to expose themselves to help other people. So, for example, Wakanda is an incredibly rich country, uh, but uh, there's this thing about why they're not helping the rest of uh, maybe Africa or people in other countries, why they're not helping them out. Just to protect themselves, they don't want to help them out.
2: Yeah, Uh, and I think... The best sort of comic book villains are the ones that think that they are the good guy yeah. and think that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. And in terms of that debate, mm. both sides of that debate have valid points to make. Yeah, and almost you would you would say that you could see that the villain Killmonger is almost his his side in the debate. The debate is probably the correct one or the one I would agree with. Just yeah. the way he goes about trying to achieve his aims is not necessarily. Yeah. Heroic or or good.
0: Yeah, but But
2: I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, but also he has lost so much. And the thing is that's why I cannot dislike so as a villain I cannot dislike Killmonger because Mm. he's seen his father die. He's uh killed a lot to achieve where he is in the film. He's he wants to make things better. But there's so much anger in him that the only way he yeah. can make things better, in a way, is in the wrong way with violence. Fight violence with violence, and um, yeah, it, it was interesting. Uh, I I liked I liked also how they tried to they did a lot of research in African tribes and tried to like bring elements of different African tribes into the film. It wasn't not not just a stereotypical, oh, Africa, uh, this is the African tribe. Because Africa is a huge continent and people tend to confuse it with just the big country, which is not. Mm. It's full of different cultures, tribes, uh, traditions. And I enjoyed that they brought different traditions from different African tribes together in the film. And I thought it was really good. Um, like also, yeah, like costumes and fighting techniques. It's that I thought that was pretty
2: awesome. What well, uses it uses Afrofuturism mm. a lot, doesn't it? Like that's kind of the visual look of the film, yeah. which is so. I don't know if it's ever been seen in a big no. blockbuster Hollywood no. movie before. No, uh, and it looks amazing. The design of the film is so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful. I I love the fact that women are so powerful in it. Uh, mm-hmm. There is um, Angela Bassett as the queen. She is yeah. amazing. Um, then there is uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, which um, she's uh, T'Challa's uh, former lover. And also mm-hmm. Spy, amazing. She's
2: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. the women are very powerful yeah. in this film. Uh, is,
0: yeah, yeah. then there's Danai Gurira as Okoye, which is like the general, and I love her. I love her and then there's yeah and
2: she got she got her own posters I think for one of the Avengers movies and stuff like she 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 got her role got made a bit mm. bigger uh, going forwards which is great because she's yeah she's wonderful in yeah it.
0: and then uh yeah there's Martin Freeman uh, who plays an FBI agent and mm. uh Andy Serkis, I thought he was amazing as well, uh, who plays yep. one of the terrorists. And they used yeah, Andy to... Serkis is really good. Yeah, He's so funny. And they used to be both of them in um, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, and the oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, I thought I thought and in the Shuri, who's who's the the sister uh, T'Challa's sister, who's played yep. by Letitia Wright. Thank you very much. Who she's definitely my favorite. She's funny, yeah, she's, awesome. she's witty, she is intelligent, uh, and it's really amazing. Yeah. And she probably has one of my favourite lines in the film, which is, don't scare me like that, coloniser. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, and what I love about her character as well is that we talked last week when I went to see Tenet about how much I love Bond movies yeah. and stuff. Like A lot of this feels like a James Bond film. Mm with Black Panther's Bond and her as his Q, giving him the gadgets yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she also, like, stands on her own as a powerful, like, character and fighter and stuff. Amaze-
0: but, she's uh, amazing, yeah.
2: Yeah, she's she's awesome.
0: So, no, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was good. Um, Eric Killmonger, towards the end, uh, says that a beautiful line, uh, line which I wrote down, um, T'Challa, um, is the last moment T'Challa beats Eric Killmonger, it's not a spoiler, we know that he's going to win. Uh, and then Eric Killmonger says, um, T'Challa says, we can still heal you. And Eric Killmonger says, why? So you can lock me up? Nah, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestor who jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Amazing. Like, I yep. love that they brought uh, colonialism, well, the the bad things of colonialism... Uh, the slavery The inequality In uh, in America For uh, uh, African American people And yep. it's so current And I thought mm-hmm. it was so amazing To see in a Marvel movie Because it's, if you think about it It's just a Marvel movie It's a superhero movie But they managed to bring reality to it And real social struggles That people have Yeah and
2: I... Do you know who was responsible for that final line who chadwick Boseman, apparently oh god he su- he suggested um that Killmonger might has to be buried in the in the sea yeah. like that uh, the director of the film came out and said it this week that it, that was his line so his loss is huge he wasn't just a good performer but he was he was you know he cared
0: when it finished about representation. i felt so upset because yeah that we're not going to have him again. and it really... Well, you
2: can have him again if you watch... Um,
0: yeah, okay.
2: Then ...the next Avengers movies, but then... Yeah, that is, but that is it. That, is, that will be it. That is yeah.
0: it. And it's just so upsetting. And I... It's so weird because I'm so out of the loop about everything and you know that we spoke <laughs> about it. And I didn't realise yeah. that people were mocking him for his uh, how he looked. So... I only found out that after he died, that people were saying that, "Oh, why is he so skinny?" and being really like nasty about it. And mm. you go, "We are people are just horrifying." Like he's a yeah. good actor, he's a good man. He's, and you you can only think about his appearance. Oh, yeah. I just I don't know. I but yeah, yeah.
2: And he did all he did everything he did whilst fighting cancer. Yeah, he, he made that film and other films, and yeah, that he was he was incredible.
0: It was yeah. And did you see that uh, interview the other day with the, one of the actors from That Five Bloods saying that he was really upset because he was judging him because there were so many yes. people around him. And he was so upset yeah. because he thought, oh, he's become an amazing uh, Hollywood actor. But instead, he was just struggling and fighting for his life and yeah. Yeah. without saying anything to anyone because he didn't want any pity. Like, he's it's it's a very strong man. Yeah, and uh, an incredible actor. His accent as T'Challa, oof, that was a good accent.
2: Yeah, and I feel like you know, if that film had been made ten, fifteen years earlier, he would just have an American accent in it. I yeah,
0: think. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, I think it's so important yeah. that he has that kind of strong African accent in that movie. Yeah, no. Yeah. a strong. Accent. Yeah. It's a brilliant movie. It's a brilliant movie. I I love it. It's up there with one of my. It's one of my favorite solo marvel mm. films uh, up there with like captain marvel and ant-man and stuff
0: yeah um, i'm sad that i haven't i arrived so late it's just even watching it by myself it wasn't i know that if i had watched watched it with you i would have absolutely loved it a hundred times more
2: oh, i remember watching it in the cinema and just yeah it and it, i got i got the blu ray as soon as it came out and watched i've watched it about 3 or 4 times i just but, it's just fantastic
0: watching it by myself on a computer I was just like oh it was oh, really really good but it just that's why I stopped watching Marvel movies because I don't have my Marvel buddy anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know it's horrible. You know, my 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 movie buddy. But yeah, never mind. I would give it five out of five. A
2: and good score. I'm
0: so sad that we don't have a person like that in the world anymore. Mm. Um, and then uh, that was pretty much it from my watching. I've been very bad, but I listened to The Killers album.
2: Oh, did you? Yeah. And what do you think of
0: it? I, uh, well, I can understand why you like it. And there are some <laughs> good songs. However, the British obsession with them has, for me, has ruined them forever. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, I think it's his voice. And I was yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to really listen to this album and I was like, forget that silly song that you heard about 500 billion (laughs) times. And I just can't enjoy them. I just can't. And I was like, come on, Alex, you can do it. Enjoy this Killers album. And I feel really sorry for them because it's not their fault. It's the fault of whoever puts them on the radio 600,000 times a day. And it's upsetting because I know they're good because they are good. They must be good. They are.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're not the best band in the world. And I I do think they've done some real awful stuff.
0: Uh, Yeah, Uh, who doesn't?
2: But I will stand up for that album in particular, the new one. Yeah, but but I can understand if you find it difficult because yeah, he's I I find his voice a little bit just because again I've heard him singing those lines about snakes under the oh, sea and stuff so, so many much. times
0: and I I tried to listen to that album about four times and I did it again this morning before filming. Said, come on, Alex, find something positive <laughs> about it, and I I can't, and I feel sorry, killers. The killers. Did you
2: listen specifically to the song My God?
0: My God.
2: Yeah. It's the one with Way's Blood on it. It's about seven tracks in.
0: Let me check. I don't remember this one. I might listen to it That's,
2: again. That in particular is the one, is my favourite okay. song of, of theirs of all time. Eh? Okay.
0: But the reason why I haven't really been listening to music or watching anything is just because I've been obsessed with the, the podcast you told me a few weeks ago and I'm listening to Dissect constantly. Oh. I'm obsessed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I've just finished, well, I finished Lemonade. And then now I'm listening to, uh, to Pimper Butterfly.
2: That's a great oh, season. It's
0: so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Shout out to, I can't remember his name. Dissect podcast. Cole, is it Cole Kutchner? Thank you. But yeah. it's so good. And you, I learned so much. I'm learning history that I didn't know about. I'm learning new things about the album, which I think they're necessary to understand the album. Cause you, Although I enjoyed Pimp a Butterfly Now I'm really enjoying Listening about it And the, the story behind it So I'm, I'm obsessed you, you created a monster Because I love <laughs> Dissect It's so good um, yeah. And now when I listen to Lemonade I ah, It's so good
2: Yeah I need to listen to the season Listen on lemonade, to the actually, season on Lemonade
0: About Lemonade Because it's really really fascinating and uh, mm. I'm, I, and that's the problem, though, because I'm addicted. So I can't, I'm not listening to or watching anything. Every time I've got a spare moment, it's like, <laughs> dissect, bing.
2: That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's in, and he's just started the newest season. Which is? He? Which is on Because the Internet yeah. by Childish Gambino.
0: Okay. So we'll have to uh, discuss that because you might start enjoying Childish Gambino. Well, it's more. the
2: first time he's done a season on an album that I don't like. So I'm interested to see mm. if he can change my opinion. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. I listened to a bit of that this morning, actually. I didn't mention it in Culture catch because I didn't listen to the whole thing, yeah. but I listened to the first half hour or so because of the internet. Yeah. And I I, I still don't get it, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see.
0: You're so sceptical, I'll, I'll give George. the
2: podcast a go. Cool. Um, And that's it. But, yeah. For me. All right, cool. All right, that's Culture Catch-up. Time for homework. Yeah. Sit down at the back and be quiet and get out your book because it's time to discuss your homework. Now. Yeah, I'll start again. Yes, please. (laughs) This week, it was my job to watch.
0: I'm really nervous about this, by the way, because you've been (laughs) so irritating all week, (laughs) WhatsApping me, sending me videos. And I was like, please look at it in a really Not judgmental eye, but I don't feel I don't feel you've done that, so I'm very nervous about your
2: review today. I feel like you're being very unfair by assuming
0: No, you've been so annoying. I've not said anything. No, exactly, I haven't said anything, but you've implied so much. (laughs) Um, Come on. Hit me. I'm scared. Hit me with your judgmental voice.
2: Netflix is smash hit Sex Education. Yes. uh, Which I didn't even realise was a British show until last week. (laughs) When you you put it in your list of favourite British shows. Mm -hmm. So, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a TV series that is emblematic of the era in which it is made. And it's often called a Monster of the Week series. Mm -hmm. Where every week in high school, Buffy encounters a different monster that she has to fight and defeat. Yeah. So maybe it's the swim team are being turned into fishmen or there's an invisible girl that nobody is paying attention to who actually turns invisible and she has to fight her. And the reason that shows like that were done as Monster of the Week shows back then is because they knew the target audience weren't necessarily going to sit down every Tuesday at five o'clock in the afternoon
1: mm.
2: and watch it. So they couldn't do a continual serialised story they had to do individual stories where you could dip in throughout the series and you wouldn't necessarily lose anything. Yeah. But then they would also have a story that would run throughout the whole series that you could sort of keep up with if you missed an episode here and there. Mm. And that was hugely popular for years as a style of TV show. Smallville basically stole the Buffy model exactly mm. and just did it with Young Superman. Uh, earlier, you can go back and look at something like The X-Files was a total like, case of the week show where a lot of the time it would just be an individual contained story. Mm. And then shows like The Sopranos, uh, The Wire and Lost and stuff like that, and especially the rise of streaming services, have brought in now a totally serialised style of storytelling where you do have to watch and pay attention to every single episode Mm. because it will be telling, rather than individual stories each week, it will tell one story overall. Yeah. Sex Education is a Monster of the Week TV show
1: Mm.
2: where the monster each week... (laughs) Is a sexual hang-up <laughs> that has to be defeated by Buffy or Otis. Yeah, I about three episodes in, I was like, because Buffy episodes will start with like a fishman attacking somebody, and then you're like, oh, we're doing, we're dealing with fishmen this week, or uh, somebody getting killed by an invisible woman. Each episode of Sex Education opens with like a sexual problem occurring mm. and then you're like all oh, right okay so then later on and it'll normally be like two characters you've never seen before yeah and then you're like oh they're going to turn <laughs> up at some point and ask for help um and that is not the only american style thing that this british tv show mm. takes it is fast faci- it like it's its target audience love it like its target audience is totally teenagers and it's massively popular with them yeah and it's doing so much that and I don't say this in a critical way because they shouldn't necessarily, but, like, that target audience isn't going to realise or pick up on what it's doing, what, like, its base skeleton is so American Mm. and they don't necessarily, won't necessarily realise that, especially Americans that watch it. Yeah. Where, like, the school they're in looks like an American school. The logo for the school looks like an American high school logo. Yeah. They have lockers, like, out of a John Hughes movie. Yeah um they play american football in the background yeah it, I, it's it's bizarre and then they all dress like they're in the 80s yeah. but it's not set in the 80s no. but the fashion is incredible
0: yeah it's so
2: great.
0: um i love otis's jackets They're so amazing yeah,
2: they're like a proper 80s jacket but it's not just like, it's like the background, like there'll be scenes with hundreds of students and they will all be wearing incredible, perfect costumes. Like the person in charge of costuming on sex mm. education yeah. should win every costuming award going for TV. Because yeah. it is crazy mm. how well they do it and how how much they stick to their theme. Um, I read a couple of interviews. I read one with Gillian Anderson. Mm where she was like, Oh yeah, it looks all American because uh, they want it to be popular in America and they don't want Americans to realise. Like she was looking at it from a really business point of view. Yeah. But then if you read an interview with the creators, they're like, Oh no, we just love John Hughes movies yeah. and they said this thing about how like British T V shows about high school always present high school as being horrible yeah. and awful mm. and just grimy and dirty and unpleasant. Mm. And they were like, We want a show where children can like or teenagers can like celebrate school and the good things about school mm. And they were like, we felt the best media that has done that in the past is American high school media. So we wanted it to have that vibe so that British teenagers maybe can can see a more positive atmosphere in school. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it was interesting that the creators had thought about it so carefully that Gillian Anderson had just sort of come in and gone, oh, it's because they want it to be (laughs) in America. Um, The cast is... Intra- like Gillian Anderson mm. is one of the one of the greatest living actors going, mm. uh, and she plays Otis's mum.
1: Mm.
2: Otis being the main character, the setup is that he, because his mum is a sex therapist, he has absorbed a lot of information about yeah sex, mm. and they realise that the teenagers in this sixth form college are completely. Unaware of of how you know safe yes. yeah, everything basically, mm. uh, primarily because of this teacher that teaches them sex <laughs> education who is comically terrible.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, played by the guy who played Gerard in Peep Show.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so I was happy when he popped up with a fantastic beard, um, bit like so yours, Otis, with the help of a student called Maeve, who's like a kind of bad girl. Uh, they start a secret sex therapy clinic mm. uh, to help the students of the school out which is what that's where the monster of the week type of uh, thing comes in uh and I notice his best friend is Eric who's very openly gay mm. kid and then you've got other characters like Adam the son of the headmaster who is a very mixed up character yeah uh who else you've got Maeve um Amy is quite a big character yeah. who's kind of part of the mean girl clique, mm-hmm. mean girl style clique, yeah. who they call the untouchables. <laughs> um, the characters are impressively well written and have a lot of depth, mm. even the ones that don't appear that much, like Lily. I really like Lily, mm. the girl obsessed with tentacles yeah. and stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
2: she's really funny. And for the first three episodes it kind of goes along like this mm. and I was thinking it was fine mm. and it was okay. And then the first genuinely excellent episode is episode five of the first series. Mm. Which is the one where Otis is gonna go and see Hedwig in the Angry Inch with Eric.
0: Yeah.
2: But gets distracted by a case of um, body shaming over social media. Yeah and eric ends up having to go on his own and gets lost And his mm. sort of, cuz Hedrick in the angry inch is a a film about uh i've never actually seen it but i think it's about drag queens and stuff yeah. so he's dressed up in drag
1: mm.
2: um and he ends up on his own which is obviously yeah. you know quite an awkward mm. you know you're not necessarily mm. going to feel completely safe on your own just like that um you should feel safe like that but mm. as the well. episode makes clear you know no. People are. People can be awful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the stuff that happens to Eric in that episode really upset me. Yeah. And the the main story of that episode really upset me as well. Mm. How cruel people can be over social media Absolutely. and stuff.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
2: and that kind of was where I started to see that it was uh, what, like, why you like it yeah. so much and how good it it is. Mm. For me, it's not as much of a total win as Working Moms was last week, mm. which I loved. Mm. But I've watched all of the first series and I've watched two episodes of the second series. Yeah. And I definitely, I really like the characters. Mm. Uh, Maeve is a great, like I really like Maeve and the actress that plays her is is, is fantastic in it. Asa Butterfield, who plays Otis, is just awesome. Yeah. She's so good in that show. Yeah, um, I love All him. the other characters are really good. Mm. And, and yeah, I definitely like it. The music, the music is really good. The music drops mm. are, you could criticise them for being too on the nose, mm. but I really appreciate how well they yeah. put the music to different scenes. So mm. like, for example, there is a scene where two girls are struggling to connect properly mm. uh, and struggling to make each other happy. <laughs> <laughs> the song they play over the top, is Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads, (laughs) which made me laugh (laughs) so much. There's a scene where um, Otis has finally discovered how to uh, look after himself Mm. on his own, and uh, they play the Divinals song, I Touch Myself, over that montage, Mm. which is super on the nose, but very funny. I've just watched an episode this morning where... (laughs) Um the teacher uh with the the beard, the I from Peep show, he who he, he kind of looks like a big child mm. and he dresses like an infant. Yeah. And he's kind of struggling to connect with somebody and he kind of you know, he overcomes that problem by the end of the episode yeah. and there's a there's a seat a sex scene with him in. <laughs> and they play the air song Sexy Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which again very funny. Whoever does the music on that show yeah. has got a good sense of humor but,
0: that, but that's the th- um that's the thing like I feel like it, it the big I told you like the first episode first three episodes are a bit you know I think they wanted to attract the audience, but I think the, it's,
2: the opening scene of the yeah, first episode pretty... was so much yeah,
0: yeah, but i, I um, also feel like they're they they're on the note where they're really being really clever or. I think the problems that they show are real problems that teenagers have and they've had from a long time. Now, Mm -hmm. worse with social media and with um, also uh, language in pornography that is used a lot. For example, the other day you sent me one of the clips of uh, two of the characters having sex, remember? Yes. And she's using like really uh the heavy pornographic language because she thinks that he likes that but in reality he doesn't care but sometimes i feel like it's a in a way a good show apart from the very explicit stuff it's really good to show kids that you don't have to be that way
2: it's yeah it's interesting because it is rated 18 in the yeah, uk yeah yeah but i th- i think probably people younger than 18 end up watching it yeah and it is it is good at making that conversation less taboo
0: yeah because the thing Um, is people younger than 18 watch pornography it's really easy to watch pornography and so they see this anyway and I think in a way it shows uh, to kids that you that's not real you need to be more real with your what with your feelings on how you uh have sex uh you can be gay is that's not a problem uh why, for example, one of the characters is really angry at them can't remember his name uh the son of the school principal adam yeah, he's a really angry guy isn't he
2: he's a so uh, he's like the one criticism I've got of the show mm. and it's not a huge criticism oh i
0: I but... think it's one of my favorite characters
2: oh, he's a good character don't yeah. get me wrong, but He's in the opening scene of the show. Yeah. Of the episode one. Yeah. And in the opening scene, I was like, I know exactly where his character's going. And then they took the entire season to get to that point.
0: Yeah.
2: To make that reveal. And it was a bit like... And it's not in terms of when people are. you get people that are like, oh, I I guessed what was happening, I guessed that twist, I knew that that was going to happen, it was too obvious. I'm always like, it's not obvious, it's just good storytelling. Like if they're setting things up effectively and then those things are happening, that is satisfying good storytelling. It doesn't necessarily, if everything is always a a surprise and a twist, Mm. that just means that they're not actually setting anything up properly and it's actually bad storytelling in my opinion. Like twists can be fun, Mm. but if something is set up and then it pays off, Mm. that's... Fine. When people say that that's too obvious, it really irritates me because it's just like they're trying to make out they're more intelligent than I don't know. No, but people that feel the need to make out they're more intelligent than scriptwriters and TV get on my nerves. So I'm not doing that. But all I mean by this is that the direction Adam's character is going to take is so obvious from from minute Mm. one of episode one that for me I would rather them have got to the point he gets to by the end of the series, maybe halfway through series one, Mm. so that then we could explore what that means further. Which I can see now, I've started series two, Mm. and series two is making that exploration. Yeah, But I felt like his character sort of stalls for the majority of season one, because it's like, we all know where this is going. Yeah, Can we get there so that then we can look at the next, you know, we can explore it. Do you know what I mean? Well,
0: no, well, I don't agree, because I think the struggle that he was going through... I think it takes time because you, you, it's hard to admit to yourself. So if you admit it straight away at the middle, then it's quite easy, isn't it? Because um, I think I think you had to no, see... No, I don't think so because the... it's not
2: that... He's, he's not admitted it to anybody else.
0: No, but is this... Like
2: he's on that journey now where he's going to maybe eventually admit what the truth is. Yeah, but... I just wish is this the struggle? journey... Yeah. It's a struggle, but it's not even... Like it doesn't even start to the end of the... Of, like it doesn't even get... It doesn't even get considered until the end of series one. I I felt like it, I wish that they had like. It it just it you can tell that's where it's going, but in another way, it kind of comes out of nowhere, like.
0: But is it a good? Is it a hit or is it a miss?
2: It's a hit. I like it.
0: Yeah. It's good,
2: and I I like Adam's a really good character. I really like him. We, the only character I the only character I definitely dislike mm. is Jackson. is Jackson. Jackson is the swimming guy who's. The oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I forgot about him because I don't, I don't particularly like him either. But then he is going a, through like quite a hard time.
2: Definitely going through a hard time. Yeah. But the way he deals with it is not very good, and the way he treats people yeah. is poor.
0: But imagine yourself when you were a teenager. Like as adults, we. You, you treat people like, like an adult, a nice adult would do. But I remember maybe not being fair to some people in my life when I was a teenager or some people not being fair to me and being absolute yeah. horrible people. And so I think, I think it hits the nail on the head as oh, teenagers definitely does. are. He's like,
2: not a bad character. Like He's a good character in terms of his well-written mm. and well-acted and stuff. I just don't like
0: him. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't think you, you have to like him
2: but yeah. No, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, what else? Oh, and I just, I really like the sort of uh, unclearly defined uh, gen- generic, g- general European man that uh, Julian Anderson's character. Oh, I
0: love him.
2: <laughs> he's really I love great. him. He really makes me laugh.
0: He's so funny and perfect. Yeah. He's a perfect character, I think.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. really good and his daughter's very uh, a good character as well, I think.
0: Yeah, I like her. I like her style. And I like, style. actually, in
2: the second series, they're setting up her... I've forgotten her name. Is it Osa? I feel bad. I've forgotten her name. But they're setting up her and Lily as like a friendship. Yeah. And I really like that dynamic.
0: Yeah, uh, Ola. Lot, so
2: I hope they stick stick with that. Ola. Ola. Ola and Lily seem to have like a good connection in series two, yeah. which I hope they they stick with because I quite like that. Hmm. Um, and yeah, my favourite character is probably Maeve overall. She's a good character. Yeah, and yeah, I she's I amazing. she's well-written. Yeah. Uh, the teacher, the teacher who is in charge of her aptitude club as well, is mm. quite good. Yeah. Like her. So yeah, no, it's yeah. good. It's good overall. Positive on sex education. Mm. I love but Eric. I wish I wish the episodes were half an hour long.
0: No, no, they're perfect. <laughs> an hour long, perfect. Perfect. Okay. Cool. Okay. Fantastic. Nice and nice. Yes. So mm. my homework. Yeah. I, uh, you asked me to watch Taskmaster, which is a TV, a British comedy panel show, and it's created by Alex Horne, who's who also presents it, kind of. Yes. So, um, this is uh, the show is presented by Greg Davis uh, as the Taskmaster, and Alex Horne as his assistant, and, uh, uh, the game consists of uh, challenges that five um, comedians have to do throughout the series season. Yes, and that is pretty much it. That's Taskmaster.
2: Yeah, it's not got. It's not like Sex Education where no. there's a lot of depth to no. discuss. It's, it's That's quite it. simple.
0: There, the the, the, uh, the um, there's a few tasks each episode, and these comedians have to do the tasks. So I started with um, season six, episode one. <laughs>
2: Which
1: was funny. And
0: and, uh, wait a second. And I, before we carry on, I was like, oh, this is pretty poor. Um, So the five comedians in series six are Alice Levine, Hesim Chandri, 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 Chowdhury, Chowdhury, thank you, Uh, Lisa Tarbuck, Russell Howard, and Tim Vine. Yeah. And. I, it was okay, but um, it was just I didn't I I just didn't get it, uh, and so I thought I'll text you. What <laughs> I started watching season six is that okay? And you said uh, that's the
2: worst season. <laughs> yeah, I was like that's the only season that I would tell somebody not to watch. Uh,
0: so I went to season one,
2: yeah. which
0: stars Frank Skinner, uh, Josh Whitcomb uh Rosie Conaty, Ramesh Dragon Nathan and Tim Key.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And uh they have to do a few tasks and um I I don't I don't really know them very well as uh, comedians because I I think um apart from Frank Skinner I've been away from England for quite a while and yeah. I I I think they're quite big now and they these the other comedians.
2: Well, yeah, Well, they the the general... This isn't the way it happens in every series, yeah. generally quite often it ends up that they'll have like four younger, newer yeah. comedians and then they'll have like one legacy older comedian. So yeah. like in that series, Frank Skinner is kind of the yeah. the older one of the group. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I've been away from the UK for about maybe... Oh my goodness, now it's been, been five years. Mm-hmm. So I, I've missed them completely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really kind of annoying because um, you know I'm sure they're good and uh, so there's a lot of banter and Greg Davies of course he's mean to everyone and I quite enjoy yep. that I love him being mean <laughs> but then he yeah, laughs he's, at he's himself good. I love him I think he's a great uh, comedian and um,
2: yeah I've got a lot of time for Greg yeah. Davies for sure and
0: so there's a lot of banter between Greg Davies and Alex Horn. and then um, uh, what uh, well the, the tasks are in a house so then the yeah. taskmaster house which i thought that was really interesting and uh, they have to do these uh weird tasks which are quite entertaining um what i liked about this series it it uh, like the first episode it was okay but then the more the episodes go on the more the the comedians get into kind of like a role uh yeah, and yeah, it's definitely. it's really really interesting and i i fell in love with romeo ranganathan and tim key mm. Are, uh, Tim Key
2: is my. He's uh, my. Yeah.
0: Like, Tim Key is amazing. He's so funny. Know,
2: Tim Key is so good in that first series that they then hired him and behind the scenes he, he designs a lot of the tasks going forward. For Does him. he? Yeah, because he's just got that right way of thinking about things.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was really, really, really good. And even Frank Skinner, that I think at the beginning felt a little bit out of his depth. The more the tasks, the episodes went on, he was finding himself. And, thought, and I, thought, yeah. I thought that was really nice.
2: The one with Frank Skinner's I always remember is when he has to, they have to like shake hands with someone that's a certain age in a yeah. shopping yeah. centre. Yeah. I remember Frank Skinner finding two people whose ages ended yeah. up to the right age yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really funny.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, and and so the 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 task I liked the most, which I actually started crying, I laugh so much, <laughs> is when they have to <laughs> when they have to eat a watermelon and <laughs> so they usually show the people doing the tasks separately and yeah. uh so uh, the first few like um. Uh, Frank Skinner, Josh Whittakam and Roshi, I think Roshan Connerty do it pretty normally, try and cut the melon or something. I don't think Roshan Connerty manages to cut the melon anyway because I think she takes too long to find a knife something like that. Yeah, I yeah, something like that. But I don't know, I forgot, but I love that. Then they show, I think Ramesh, well definitely Ramesh Ranganathan just walking in <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm just throwing this watermelon on the floor like with such anger, that the watermelon just disintegrates <laughs> in tiny pieces, and then you have him just eating this watermelon from the floor, and Tim Key does the same, but he he breaks the watermelon, but on the table, that yeah, like Romesh yeah. just manages to just just such anger because he didn't realize it was gonna like disintegrate so much. Uh but yeah no it's it, it's the banter is funny um it's uh it, it it was it it's good it's good it's an interesting program it's very different from anything else um yeah. and uh what I, what I loved in series, series 1 was Ramesh Ranganathan and Tim Key I think yeah. they were amazing and then yep. um, I started watching, because you told me your favorite one was Series 5. Uh, you gave it 10 out of 10 with with sling B, Bolt Mortimer, Mark Watson, yeah. Nish Kumar, Sally Phillips. But I only watched a few episodes of that. And I, that's really good as well. I really like Ace B. She kind of she's remind... awesome.
2: Her and Bob Mortimer make that one for me.
0: Yeah, I think she reminds me of our friend Emily. I don't know if it's because she's Irish or she does silly things like our friend Emily. But when I watch, I'm I like, think oh. she
2: looks exactly like our friend. Emily yeah, and, and how she, she walks
0: has... and how she does silly things—it's just yeah, Emily. Her isn't mannerisms she? <laughs> yeah. are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that series and being like, "Is Emily?" I did because I didn't know who Ashley B was before it, and I was like, "Is Emily? What's going
0: on?" Yeah. No. yeah. And uh, one downside. So I think I think. It, all in all it's a good series one thing that I really really dislike though is yeah. the the Ooh. fact that they waste so much uh like some of the tasks involve food and water and um, and I really now I I find that really upsetting just when you waste for there's a task in series five where they have to, uh, where um, Mark Watson and Nish Kumar just throw yogurt on themselves. And like you could use something else. You don't have to necessarily use yogurt. And uh, in series one, they, they have to melt this big thing of water, of uh, this ice block, and this, they, they consume a lot of water. Um, when in season one, when they do the food, um, they have to. There's a task where they have to do um, uh, a, a, a course meal with every with the food from uh, every letter of the alphabet,
2: and yeah, amount yeah, yeah. the
0: amount of food wasted there was ridiculous. And the wastage for me is something that puts a big downer. Like for me, I can't separate that.
2: It's okay, really weird. Like, I definitely disagree, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like, uh, well, if we, well, if we want to go in, like, if we talk about climate change and the fact that dairy is one of the biggest uh, uh, polluters in uh, the world, and we're gonna throw five buckets of yogurt on someone, I think that's pretty uh, backwards and not correct. And I'm gonna okay. say that. So I like you know you can throw and um, even paint, like you can do tasks without being uh bad to the environment because you can do easily tasks without being uh not not thinking about in the world that we live now. Because if you think about people doing the tasks at home, they'll do the same. So the food wastage and the water wastage is not going to be just for these episodes. It's going to be for everybody that does those tasks at home. So they just don't show the fact that you need to be responsible for your food and your water.
2: Okay, I, I, I do see your point, but I just feel like the amount of milk or yogurt being wasted is much smaller than would be, you know. Every day, at the end of the day, in a supermarket, the amount of the stuff that's gone off that they have to throw away. Absolutely. And I know it's on TV, so it's different exactly. because people are seeing it.
0: Yeah.
2: But I don't think people are repeating those tasks at home necessarily. And also, I don't think I feel like in that in this case, what am I trying to say? It's it's. It's up to individual people to be responsible. I think for TV production,
0: and that TV production should be be responsible for this.
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) No, I'm sorry, I can't because, like, when they were doing melting, like, there's such a wastage of water around the world, and there is a wastage of water, water in the UK. Uh, The fact that you are filling a a bath of water and carrying on putting water in it to melt an ice cube, I think there are better tasks to do. I can enjoy the program, but I think that needs to be said that they should not waste so much. You can do funny tasks without Uh, wasting. I hate wasting. And fine, I know supermarkets do it, but... Because supermarkets do it, then this program that a lot of kids are watching can do it, and then it doesn't show how important is not wasting food is it doesn't, and I think that's a really big no no for that program okay, yeah, so it's it I can enjoy half an episode usually, and then the other the some of the tasks are like ah, oh. so when I saw um in season five uh Nish Kumar and uh, Mark Watson just throwing buckets of yoghurt on each other. I was thinking,
2: What was that task? I don't remember that is task. the
0: biggest splat.
2: No, I don't remember that task yeah. at
0: all. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, come on, let's do some tasks where they're fun, but not absolutely, you know, unthinking about this world that we're living in now. I understand if we didn't know that Thing. like If you did this in the 1970s, 80s People didn't know But people know now that you should not Waste dairy or eggs Or meat You know, it's important to know But, right. but yeah So it's half and half for me Is a hit and miss I think it's funny no. But I think it should be more Socially responsible
2: it's a, it's a take on it that I've not heard before So it's interesting
0: Think about it next time you see a task, and they and they use it. Ah, and then in in um, what Josh Whitaker in season one, he fills up a um a bathtub with milk. It's like, come on, come on, that's milk. Just just be just be more aware of things rather than just be. Childish about it And just think Oh it's just milk No it's not just milk It's not just milk anymore It's Water It's energy It's everything So I That's I find it really disappointing So Yeah Do I not like it more than I like it? I don't know It's a good concept
2: No I mean I agree with you that Waste is bad I don't know I respect I respect your I, I respect your view And Opinion For sure I just personally find it impossible to contemplate the enormous amounts of waste that goes on all over the place, e- everywhere.
0: Fine. So does that justify the waste they're doing on the programme? Because there's waste everywhere. So I might as well just like drive a diesel car and fly to work every day because everybody else does. It's not that justifiable, is it? <laughs> Okay, so moving on.
2: Top five time.
0: Top five. Five, four, three, two, one. Our top five.
2: We're talking this week about English language animated series. Yes, Yes.
0: queen. Yes, sorry. You got your list? (laughs) Yeah, I've got my list.
2: Good. Was it easy to write? No, not at all.
0: Not at all, actually, because um, it was. I would. It's all about memory, isn't it? So I know what I like now. I know. I know what I've been watching in the past few years. But I wanted to kind of also put something stuff that I used to watch when I was a kid. You know. Yeah. And trying to, like, going to a memory and figuring out things, and also the fact that I lived a lot of my life in Italy. The names are different, and so I had to figure that out as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I think this is probably the one most so far that's most sort of influenced by nostalgia.
0: Yeah, definitely. In a way.
2: Mm. Um but yeah, my list was quite difficult to put together and I like I found a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like yesterday that I was like, "Oh god, i need to put that in." So yeah, we'll see. But cool. uh starting with my number 5. Yes. My number five is the 90s classic Nickelodeon cartoon, Rugrats.
0: Ooh, nice (laughs) choice.
2: Thank you. Uh, I was obsessed with Rugrats when I was growing up. It was Mm. uh, easily my favourite cartoon. And in primary school on a fancy dress uh, day once, I dressed up as Chucky from Rugrats. (laughs) Really? Yeah, and I even made his, you know, he's got those square purple glasses. yeah. I made it out of uh, cardboard and painted it purple um, Mm. and wore the glasses and had like a ginger wig and stuff and made his, uh, he's got that green t-shirt with like a planet on the front. Yeah. I made that as well. Um, Yeah, I love Regrets. It's the adventures of Tommy, Chucky, uh, Phil and Lil. Uh, His little brother, Dil, later comes into it in the film and his unpleasant cousin, Angelica, is obviously the cause of a lot of, often the cause of a lot of problems and stuff Mm. that they have to overcome. And yeah, I dunno, I just really liked it. It's really funny. It's really like it's got a lot of like little hints at stuff that that you don't pick up on when you were a kid. Mm. Like, I was watching a video yesterday about like adult moments in Rugrats and there's an episode where they get they get left with the um granddad. Mm. Um and he goes to the video shop and rents them some videos to watch and he rents them like two reptile movies which is the regrets equivalent of godzilla and then there's a bit where he's like and for myself i've got uh beautiful vixens from outer space but that's for after you go to sleep (laughs) 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 amazing um and there's like a load of other like little things like that in it that just Mm. reference really adult themes quite cleverly um uh, which doesn't necessarily make it like a show for adults as well as children or anything like that, but it's just, I don't know, it's quite, it's a very cleverly written show and I used to like it. Did you ever watch Rugrats when you were growing up?
0: Uh, no, not really. I started, I, I think when I, the first time I watched Rugrats was in England oh. with my little cousin when I was about 17.
2: That's quite old to be watching. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I've never, as a as a child, I never watched Rugrats. I don't think they were very popular here in in Italy.
2: And, uh, it was huge. It was on, mm. uh, I think it was live and kicking every Saturday morning in, mm. in the UK. And they'd show an episode of Rugrats.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know about them because I watched them as an adult. But yeah, I don't. It's quite cute though. It's kind of lovely. Yeah,
2: they mm. are lovely. Yeah. Lovely Rugrats. Um, and Chucky keeps a screwdriver in his diaper and stuff like that. <laughs> Not Chucky, Tommy. Tommy keeps a screwdriver yeah. in his diaper. Amazing. His tool. He keeps his tool in his diaper.
0: But then they grew up, don't they? Like there's. Also... Oh, they did.
2: All growed up. Yeah. I, think. Yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't keen on that one. Okay. Um, but definitely, definitely, when the original Rugrats is uh, is great, and the film is, I remember loving the movie. I went to mm. the film. And then I did Rugrats Go Wild, which was a. <laughs> crossover with wild thornberries and you've got like
0: a... <gasps> oh, I used to love the wild thornberries yeah. and I only watched the wild thornberries when I was 17 in England. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Yeah.
2: That's definitely one more, Yeah, for, that you can watch when you're a bit older and yeah. still enjoy it, I think. But you got like um, when you went to see Regrets Go Wild in the cinema, mm. you got a scratch and sniff card and like at a certain point you had to scratch a thing off and smell it. Yeah. Uh, I, remember, I remember being underwhelmed by, <laughs> by the scratch and sniff. You're underwhelmed
0: the, by many thought.
2: things, G. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> that's my number five. How's your number five looking?
0: Uh, my number five, um, is, I, I added it this morning because I, I, I went on a search because Saturday morning and Sunday morning TV when I was growing up was very important. And I, just, like, I, w- I used to watch a lot of cartoons and stuff. And, but this one was on, in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, yeah. The um, thing about Italy, uh, we have a lot of Japanese cartoons. So part of our growing up is Japanese cartoons. So to find sometimes things that are not anime is quite hard. But I managed. Uh, so my number five It's called uh, Police Academy, the animated series. Uh,
2: okay. Do you know about it? Um. I know about the the films. Yeah,
0: so it's uh it's a It was made in nineteen eighty eight and is um, based on the Police Academy series of films. Yes, which I loved those. I loved the Police Academy. I thought they were hilarious when I was growing up, and then they did the cartoon in the afternoon, and I thought, yeah. Um. So uh, the cartoon actually um is uh takes place uh between the fourth and the fifth film. Okay. And there are only two series and like sixty-five episodes I think.
2: Right, okay. Yeah.
0: So um so it's uh, basically these uh police uh well the film is about um uh there's a shortage of police officer of officers, so uh, the police academy is just taking anyone to uh in in the police academy to become officers, and right. they're not maybe taking the more more most intelligent people. They're just taking anyone. So uh, the police academy it creates these kind of not very good officers. Uh, but it's um so that's the film, but and the 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 animated series is pretty much the same. Yeah. And it's um It's funny, so it's got the same characters uh, Which is uh, the, the main ones are Carrie uh, Mahoney Which is the main character And uh, Jones Who is the sidekick And uh, he Is a martial art expert And amazing at beatboxing Which is pretty cool And uh, <laughs> yeah So the characters are pretty much the same And it's uh, really funny It's true to the movies And um, Yeah And I really liked it And I really enjoyed watching it And it's just about a police academy And their adventures And uh, yeah Have you, uh, Was it popular in the UK? Uh, no Ah okay Because it was super popular I've... here It was uh, on the prime afternoon slot After homework time here in italy we go to school from eight to one and then we go home and so you do your you have your lunch you have you do your homework and then there's a prime spot i think it's between like four and two six where you watch cartoons Mm. yeah
2: i don't think the films are very popular over here i Ah. they might have been but i've never i've never seen a police academy film yeah and i definitely had never heard of the tv show so oh the cartoon yeah so I think probably it's not very popular here or at least I've never encountered it.
0: Yeah, um, films like that, uh police academy, hot shots, um play, is it airplane? Yeah. Like very popular in Italy and so I watched them. They you, you would have them you would have them in a way once a month, you would see them on repeat. It was crazy, yeah. crazy, and so and then yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not a fan of those films.
0: Oh well, you know when you're growing up with them, and those are the kind of films that you know they have on TV. It's uh, yeah,
2: no, that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I find it. I find it really actually nostalgic. Uh, this episode today because it's just totally childhood, isn't it?
2: Yeah, at least yeah,
0: in the yeah. 90s, you could. We had, I think we had six channels here uh, in the 90s. And so you knew what was on channel six, which was usually cartoons in the afternoon. But but on the first two channels, they would be on Saturday and Sunday morning. So you had to like prepare yourself to watch <laughs> these cartoons. Like it was a, like a little routine. And uh, I was talking to my sister about it. And uh, she said, I don't remember that program on Sunday morning. But it's because we never watched the beginning. 'Cause we used to we had to clean our rooms and then we always used to watch the end of the Sunday morning listings. It was right. funny. But yeah, it's quite it's quite nostalgic. But mm. close bracket.
2: Um Yeah, we well we only had we had four channels and mm. then they added a fifth channel when I was uh I can't remember how old I was, but they added channel five at one point. But yeah, it was similar, you had to kind of know when and where yeah. uh you could you could um you could get your, get your cartoons. Mm. Uh, and then we got a, we, we got, we got, when we got like cable for the first time, mm. oh, I must have been about 10 maybe. Yeah. And a guy, this wouldn't happen. A, a, a guy came around to our house and like sold us on this cable package mm. and told us about all the channels we could get. And I remember asking him like, is there any children's t- channels? <laughs> and he was like, oh yes, there's a children's channel. Do, and it turned out this children's channel was like active from like noon until three in the afternoon, yeah. and then it became like this weird travel agents channel, which just <laughs> trying to sell holidays. Amazing. And it just showed a load of absolute rubbish. I wish I remember <laughs> what it was called. The only thing on it that was worth watching was Earthworm Jim, and frankly, I'm not particularly a fan of Earthworm. Gym. <laughs> Uh, that was disappointing. Then we got proper Sky at some point and, yeah. and fo- Fox Kids and stuff. But uh,
1: mm.
2: yeah, in in the early days, it was definitely whatever live and kicking we're choosing to show, which yeah. we regret often. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Okay, time for my number four. Yes. My number four is an odd choice in a way. Uh, I'd sort of not forgotten about it, but not thought about it for a while until yesterday when I was looking up animated shows. Um, trying to remember if there's anything I was forgetting. Mm. And I remember this, and I remembered how much I like it. It's a mini-series
1: mm.
2: from Cartoon Network uh, that was all broadcast in one week in in 2014. And it's only, I think, ten episodes, and each episode is just ten minutes long. Mm. So there's not a lot of it. Uh, but it is it is called Over the Garden Wall. Mm. Okay. Do you know it, Alex? No. It is a... It's created by a guy called Patrick McHale. Mm. And it's about two half-brothers. One of them is voiced by Elijah Wood.
0: Okay.
2: Who are making their way through a forest Mm. to try and find their parents. And you're not given any setup as to why they're in this forest or why they're looking for their parents. They just are. Mm. And each each 10-minute episode is just about a strange thing they find on their journey. Uh, And they're also accompanied by a bluebird that can talk Mm. to them. Um, and it's all based on sort of Americana mm. so it's got this sepia tone to it like the art style is all very washed out and the art design is just gorgeous and like mm. it's got this very odd, like it's a children's show but it's like a sort of horror thing and mm. it's not necessarily scary but it's just got this quite ominous tone throughout like in the second episode, because I watched a few episodes uh, yesterday to Remind myself of it if I was mm. going to put it on the list. And like in the second episode, they go to this little village where everyone in the village um, is is like wearing a pumpkin for a head with like you know a face cut into the front mm. of it, and their bodies are just like covered in straw. Yeah. And they're having this barn dance, and the two boys walk into the into this barn, and they're sort of they're just trying to find out how they can get through the village and get away to carry on their journey. But this person turns to the older boy and just says, oh, you look like you're a bit early. And he goes, what, sorry? And she goes, you look like you're not ready to join us yet. <laughs> and it's just so... And then it just kind of moves on, but it's such a weird, creepy thing mm. to say. And it's like, what is going on? Um. And, like, by the end of the episode, it reveals that, like, under the... And it never says this outright, but under the, under the pumpkins, they're all skeletons. And it's obviously, it's like, where you go when you die oh. is this village. yeah. And that's sounds what when she said you look like you're early and you're not ready to join us yet, she meant because yeah. you're alive.
0: Oh my goodness, sounds
2: and it's so strange and weird and creepy, yeah. but it's never like scary, like it's a children's show.
0: Mm.
2: But it's just got such a great tone, like it's all the things I enjoy, like that kind of folk horror, strange, mm. ominous vibes and stuff. It's everything I like, um, and yeah, if you haven't seen it, get get you know definitely definitely watch it because there's, lit- there's only just over an hour and a half of it that exists and it's it's just fantastic and really good and it's got these weird little songs in it and yeah over the garden wall uh, awesome. i think the people who've seen it know it and love it and mm. too many people haven't seen it and uh and aren't aware of it but it's a it's a brilliant thing that's good yeah it is it's very good
0: nice
2: yeah yeah what's, what's your number four
0: My number four is my Sunday morning TV time, not in 1987, but in the 1990s. But this is a 1987 Ah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) DuckTales. So this is going to be difficult for me because I know the words in Italian and not in English. So I'm going to be as... Coherent as possible Okay So uh, So DuckTales Is a series uh, That follows uh, Scrooge McDuck Who in Italian Is Paperon de Paperoni And his uh, Three uh, Grandnephews Huey Dewey And Louie In Italian Qui Qua Qua (laughs)
1: Really?
0: (laughs) Yes Yes And uh, And the adventures Of uh, Of Of and there are various adventures, um, uh, which is usually trying to find a uh, treasure or uh, villains trying to find Scrooge's fortune uh, or um, trying to get his number one dime. Uh, so um, uh, Uncle Scrooge is a millionaire and uh, he has... What I loved about it <laughs> was he has this like big thing uh, full of money Coins and he likes to swim in his coins, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, uh, but yeah, the reason why his grand nephews are with him is because, uh, for some reason, Donald Duck, Paperino, uh, joins the navy <laughs> and then leaves his, uh, not even his children, his nephews with him.
2: Yeah, who are their parents?
0: I know Disney has never been very good with this. Like, there's nephews <laughs> and uh, uncles, but they're no, they're no mothers or fathers and with uh with goofy there's no wife or father or husband there's just max what? bizarre uh but yeah i i i really really enjoyed it because i used to uh, read their comic book um uh, co- we had a comic book coming out every saturday here in italy yeah. called was it saturday or thursday i don't remember um called topolino which is means mickey mouse and it was just uh it was a comic book with lots of different stories uh, following either Goofy or Mickey Mouse or uh, Scrooge McDuck um, or Huey, Dewey and Louie. Mm. So such weird names, much easier in Italian. And uh, <laughs> for me personally. And so um, because I was such a fan of, these comic books having also DuckTales was really 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 good and um yeah I just it just got really fond memories of it and the the opening song DuckTales um beautiful uh and uh yeah I I I really really liked it and um I still I, I watched a couple of episodes and I still think it's quite you know cute and interesting ah yeah do you, have you ever watched uh, DuckTales? No. No.
2: No. In the UK it was very much like all those Disney cartoons yeah. were I mean I might be wrong but this is my this is my what I remember it to be were yeah. like only shown on the Disney channel. Yeah. Uh which when I was growing up the Disney channel was like something that I imagine Prince William and Prince Harry had <laughs> access to in, in their castle but certainly yeah. I was not allowed the Disney Channel, yeah. Um, so I just never had any way to to watch it. I know it's mm. beloved. I know the theme tune because the theme tune's become like a real mm. internet thing over the years. Like there was that yeah. video they put it on the, over the single ladies video from uh, the Unseen stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: uh, and it is a good theme tune for sure. But no, I've never actually watched the Ducktales itself. And they rebooted it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Did you watch
0: that? No, 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 I, that, no. Because no. okay. I don't have any. <laughs> Well, I don't have satellite TV anyway.
2: Right, but it's it's all it's all on Disney Plus.
0: Is it? Oh well, yeah, I'll it watch is. it then. Oh, I keep... <laughs> Disney Plus is like I've got. Oh, I just keep forgetting it's there. Uh... Yeah, I'll watch it. All right, cool. I'll watch it. <laughs> I didn't. I wondered
2: I... when you said no. I was a bit like, oh, oh, do you hate the idea? of...
0: No, I don't hate the idea. I just, <laughs> I just. I need to it's gonna use... be quite
2: good. People liked it, I think. Oh, David Tennant is like the voice of Scrooge McDuck in it and stuff.
0: What I didn't know until today was that Scrooge McDuck in English has got a Scottish accent. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Does he I'll, just have
2: an Italian accent in the Italian? Well, it, it
0: just speaks Italian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But I didn't know whether they'd like given him a regional
0: No, no, not at all. Him. No. And I, I love their names. For example, like one of their enemies, they're called the Beagle Boys. Yeah. And uh, we call them the Banda Bassotti. Which is the bus, uh, the sausage dog
2: crew? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like it. Um, no, it's just because with the with the screws with the duck thing, there's a there's a video game called Nino Kuni mm-hmm. that's uh, sort of a Studio Ghibli inspired game. It looks very mm. like Studio Ghibli esque. I think they had something to do with it, maybe. But there's a character in that anyway who has a regional. Japanese accent like quite an unusual regional yeah. Japanese accent I can't remember what region of Japan it is but it's like some small area of Japan he has this very specific accent yeah so quite cleverly I think when they translated that into English mm. um, they gave him a Welsh accent okay because it's a similarly like small regional dialect or whatever you know for for, um, uh, for the character to have so it kind of matches even though the language has changed the accent can have it can the same point is made, if you see what I mean. So I just wondered yeah. whether Scrooge McDuck had like a specific Italian dialect accent or anything, but
0: no, I don't no. think so. No, fair enough. No, fair enough. Yeah, um, but
2: yeah. Okay, cool. Ducktales. Right. Ooh. 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 <laughs> so my number three, yours, is a a just just gr- a great show. <laughs> it's just a great show. <laughs> okay. Um. Just- Just a great show. Bob's Bob's Burgers. (gasps)
0: Um, if I if I have Bob's burgers in another position, just just a theory, like I we didn't discuss it first. Should we discuss it now together?
2: Uh yeah, yeah, let's do that. So do you have it as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you want to leave it a surprise as to where it is in your list?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna leave it as a surprise of where it is on my list. But I have Bob's burgers too!
2: Yes, good, because it's the best.
0: I love Uh, Bob's burgers. Sorry.
2: It is the adventures of the Belcher family.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh Bob, Linda, Tina, Jean and Louise. Yeah. Who run a burger restaurant and it's just it's kind of in the vein of the Simpsons. It's just a kind of an adult animated cartoon.
1: Yeah.
2: About the misadventures of this quite a kooky family. of Bob, who just wants to run his burger restaurant and loves yeah. puns. Yeah. Linda, who's just wonderfully enthusiastic about everything that happens.
0: Yeah.
2: And their children, Gene, who is probably <laughs> my favourite character because he's just an absolute goofball yeah. And a kid. Yeah. Uh, who loves stuff like Die Hard movies <laughs> and making silly songs on his little keyboard and stuff. Yeah. And then Tina, who is the older daughter, who is... Sort of very <laughs> would 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 fit right into the sex education. Show, yeah, I think.
0: definitely. Yeah,
2: likes to write um erotic fan fiction about yeah. zombies and stuff. She's she's good. <laughs> and then uh, Louise, who always wears a rabbit hat and is voiced by Kristen Charles, and is uh, hard to describe. Louise, she's just a one of a kind. She's
0: character. the best kind she's awesome, of person yeah. i said
2: Jean was my favorite character a minute ago no, but i actually I love tina and louise as well louise it's is hard to decide the
0: best she's so she's just a own person isn't she she's just an incredible character yeah she's always wearing she always wears these like bunny uh pink bunny ear hat yeah and uh, you never see her without a hat
2: no, there's one um, episode where a, an older boy yeah. steals her steals hat, isn't And she just yeah. always covers her head up some other way. Yeah,
0: yeah, and she's so angry. Oh, yeah, she's so angry. I love her, and I love the actress there who plays her, which is Kristen Schaal. Yes, I just I love her voice.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's got a great voice for animation yeah. for sure. Yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about it, other than that it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, probably it's... one of
2: my favourite episodes is the one where Gene finds a robot toilet that he becomes friends <laughs> yes! with. Yes.
0: And who's the robot toilet? Who's the uh, voice? John
2: Ham does the John voice Hamm,
0: of the to- which is toilet. amazing. It?
2: <laughs> and it's it's they're basically just doing E.T. in a way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a toilet. Oh, but it's just it's just so good and so funny. And I only found out while researching for this that they kind of all record together.
2: Yes, so which like is so the unusual. For really, like,
0: yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like them talking to each other, and I think it makes sense now because I didn't know that, and it makes sense now. Like when when you watch it, it's so kind of it flows so well that it's yeah. just ah, oh. um, and Sarah Silverman and her, and her sister play um, the.
2: Oh. Jimmy the Pesto's tw- Twins.
0: Twins. And apparently it's so hard to edit them because they're always <laughs> like being really silly. And, uh, they, they, really and they film exactly in the same booth as well.
2: Oh, and, really? well, no, They
0: record. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah I just, it just, it's just good. It's funny. From the opening... You
2: know sorry. What, what, sorry, I just one thing I want to say about yeah. it. I think one of the reasons I love it so much is to compare it to a show that is not on my list.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Family Guy.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: Which I hate. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For a variety of reasons. One of the reasons I hate Family Guy is the character of Meg. Yeah. Who is just a nice teenage girl. Mm. But the comedy around her in Family Guy is always that they bully Mm. her and they're mean to her and they're horrible to her. Yeah. And it's this comedy that comes from, like, hatred and being cruel and making fun of people, which Mm. is very easy to write, that kind Mm. of comedy, I think. Yeah. Um, and like to compare her to Tina in Bob's Burgers, who is really odd and strange yeah. and could easily be a character that gets made fun of yeah. and that the family bully.
1: But in yeah. fact,
2: whenever Tina has a new obsession or a new thing she wants to do, mm. however odd, strange or different it is, the family always supports her yeah. and tries to help her. And yeah. it's, heart, it, like, it's heartwarming to see them support each other. And it's the similar reason why I like the TV show Parks and Recreation is mm. that the comedy doesn't come from conflict. The comedy comes from... Love and it's yeah. so much more difficult to write that sort of comedy, mm. but when you get it right, I think it's much more rewarding and yeah. better. Um, and that's why I said Jean was my favorite, but in a way, Tina's my favorite character because <laughs> she's just so representative of what yeah. I think works about Bob's Burgers mm. is how positive it is and how, yeah. how much they support each other as a family.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess I just it's just lovely, isn't it? And it's yeah. funny. Mr.
2: Fish Odour is good.
0: Yeah, i for example like the board. Um, every in every episode, the board has a new burger. Yes, and it's always yeah. like a pun, and that yeah. I think that is hilarious. It's yeah. so funny. And, and I love the whenever
2: op- the pun gets brought up and Bob explains it, nobody finds it funny. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then like the opening uh, sequence, um, they they say what well, the the uh, is it the. Um, the building on the left or on the right is closed.
2: It's a it's a different shop every time. Yeah, it's isn't it? a, a different, different shop every name. time. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also the 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 pest extermination van. Yeah. a different name in yeah. each one as well. Yeah. a different yeah. like pun on on uh, pest. That must be difficult to write so many puns. Yeah,
0: that, but it's really really good. I really really love it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all, most of characters have uh, women play, uh, men play their women's uh, characters.
2: Yes, the but, voice, but, and then but then Linda's voiced by a man.
0: Yeah, Linda's voiced by a man.
2: Tina's voiced by a man.
0: Tina's voiced by a man, and then the two twin, the twins are voiced by two girls. So it's all like very.
2: It's a big conversation in animation at the moment in terms of particularly in the era, uh, you know, in, in the current year, 2020, mm. of, of the Black Lives Matter movement stuff and representation, yeah. is there's a few characters in popular animated cartoons yeah. that are voiced by actors that don't represent the, the character, if you see what I mean. Ah, okay. So in in Big Mouth on Netflix, there's a character called Missy, who is voiced by Jenny Slate, who okay. uh, was in Parks and Recreation playing uh, Mona Lisa Safferstein. She's very funny. Yeah. But Missy is a young black girl. Mm. Jenny Slate is, yeah. is Caucasian. And I think for three or four seasons of Big Mouth, she's voiced this character. And then when this conversation has happened since Black Lives Matter, Je- uh, Jenny Slate made the decision to step down and allow a, an actress of colour to yeah. to take over the role and stuff. And there's also, I think it's called Central Park, there's a new Apple TV cartoon I can't remember who created it, but there's a character in that who I think is mixed race. Yeah, that was being voiced by Kristen Bell from mm. uh, the Good Place, the Good, the Good Place, mm. and that she's stepped back from that role as well, and allowing somebody more representative of the character to to voice them. Okay. So it is actually a and I think Bob's Burgers, the creator of Bob's Burgers, has said that they want to be a bit more aware of having characters be voiced by... They're not going to change who voices Linda or Tina or anything like that, I don't think, but they are going to be more aware moving forwards, I think, of representation behind the scenes.
0: Definitely.
2: Uh, which is an important conversation to have and, yeah, is is important. So Absolutely. Yeah, I know, that's just...
0: No, no, I... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely...
2: So, that was my number three and your, your s- number question mark. What yeah. is your number three?
0: My number three, it's Futurama. okay. Futurama. Sorry. I love the opening credits of Futurama. Uh, yeah. So, it's um. it was created in 2008 by uh, Matt Groening and... David X. Cohen, which are also the creators of The Simpsons. Certainly are. Yes. And uh, Futurama follows the adventures of Philip J. Fry, who accidentally uh, 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 freezes himself, I think, preserves himself um, on New Year's Eve uh, for a thousand years. And he wakes up in, uh, I think, I can't remember the year.
2: Should have written it down. By the year 3000, is it? Yeah.
0: Is it... Uh, let me, I think.
2: Am I just singing of the busted song?
0: Uh, yeah, 3000. Uh, 2999. Okay. <laughs> and it's, uh, it. Uh, he gets a job at uh, Planet Express, which is like a delivery service. And. Yeah. Um, uh, which is a company that is owned by uh his only living relative, which is a Professor Hubbard J. Farnsworth. Yes. And um and there he meets uh Leela, who he falls in love with, who's who's a Cyclops, uh, from a planet she doesn't know where from because she, she carries she always looks looking for where she's from. Uh this robot ca- called uh Bender, uh, Hermes, yeah. uh, Doctor Zoidberg, uh, Amy, and other characters, and it just basically follows their adventures. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like a workplace sitcom I read today, which is pretty yeah, true. Yeah, I suppose yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, because I never seen that before, but it's like kind of a workplace sitcom, and. Um, yeah, it's I I just um, I I just loved it when it was out, and I I I watched it loads, and um because you you would assume that because the Simpsons were so big that you could never do anything apart from the Simpsons, you know. But yeah. um unfortunately, I never got into the Simpsons when I was in Italy, yeah. and um when I went to England, I think that's when uh a few years later Then Futurama came out. And yeah I just loved it I loved the, the stories I uh, enjoyed the comedy of it um I, I can still I still like it now and yeah. um, unfortunately I haven't seen all the series because it kept so, uh, stopping and changing when it was on, when it wasn't on, what series yeah, was it, on.
2: It got cancelled and it got brought yeah. back and then it got brought back as films. And yeah. Then, yeah.
0: It was it was really weird, but like what I watched, uh like I think it was like the first two or three series. Um I I really enjoyed. But then it was it got so sporadic that I don't know if I what what I watched and what I haven't watched. But um yeah. Um it's a shame because on Disney Plus there is you can watch the simpsons yeah but you there's no futurama which is a shame because i would definitely yeah, odd, would like to watch right. that yeah um but yeah I, I i really like it i think it's really fun and silly <laughs> yeah did you like did you ever watch uh, futurama
2: i did watch it because i remember being extremely excited uh, oh, okay. when it was announced yeah and i remember watching it and I don't want to. I don't want to say I don't like *Future Armor* because it's in mm. my. It's in. It's actually in my honorable mentions. Like I yeah. do like it. Yeah. But I've always really struggled with it because I know that people. There are people like you who love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it and are obsessed with it, and I know how clever it is. Like it's incredibly clever. Like yeah. There's made up languages in there with all kinds mm. of secret little Easter eggs. Like the storytelling in it is 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 yeah. amazing. There's just something about it that I've never, I never find it that funny. It never really makes Mm. me laugh. Like I watch an episode and enjoy it, yeah, but I don't think it's very funny. Like Bender, Mm. I don't like Bender very much. He doesn't make like comedy is so subjective, isn't it? Like what you find funny isn't necessarily going to be what somebody else finds funny. And for me, Future Army is a good example of that. In terms of, I just don't really get it. Fry, Mm. I don't. He doesn't make me laugh. I don't know. I can't fully explain it, and I don't want to sound like I'm putting it down or rubbishing it because I can yeah. recognise how good it is. I mm. just, it's just never really quite clicked with me, mm. and I don't know if it's because I like The Simpsons so much that I expected it to be. No, because I don't. Because it's it's, it's it's like it's been enough time now that it stands on its own. And yeah. it, did you watch Disenchantment?
0: Yeah, I watched a couple of episodes, and I I didn't really I I maybe I'll need to watch more. I just couldn't get really into it.
2: Yeah, see, because like F- Disenchantment is the is the next. So he made Matt Groening made The Simpsons, and then he made Futurama, and then the next thing he did was on Netflix Disenchantment, which yeah. kind of came out and people kind of rubbished it, and it didn't didn't get very good reviews. Yeah. And I really liked it. Like I I there's a second part that's out now that I haven't watched yet, but I loved the first uh, few episodes of Disenchantment. That okay. I watched. Uh, and I found it really funny and really liked mm. it. And then people weren't really into it. And it feels like the re- reverse of the Futurama situation, where I've never quite got it, but other people, yeah, yeah, yeah love it.
0: Hmm. Um. Maybe.
2: Zoidberg is good. Zoidberg.
0: Zoidberg is laugh. the best.
2: And the Richard Nixon head. <laughs> yes! Always makes me laugh. <laughs>
0: It's just so good. There's so many like good also references to kind of because they're in the future, but it doesn't feel like apart from flying cars and ways of, you know, transporting things, not much has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's it's just really interesting. I just yeah. I really I really like it. It's good. And that's my number 3. Future Rama.
2: Rama. Okay. Yes. Well, my number 2. Yeah. Uh is is linked to your number three in a bit because my number two pick is The Simpsons.
0: The Simpsons!
2: Yeah. Which feels like a real, almost obvious pick. Like, no one's going to learn anything new about The Simpsons in no. this episode. No. Like, ev- like, The Simpsons is a well-worn discussion. Mm. But I just completely... I remember when I was growing up, it was on Sky 1 mm. and we didn't, as, as has been discussed, we didn't have Sky 1 and stuff. So I only knew it from the toys and stuff that you'd see Mm. and the comic books you'd see and stuff like that. And I remember always being like, I want to watch The Simpsons. (laughs) And then finally it came out on BBC Two. Was it BBC One they showed it on? I don't remember. Mm. They started showing it on BBC and I remember the very first episode they ever showed, I remember sitting down to watch it and being so incredibly excited and um, being slightly disappointed because the first episode that was ever shown on BBC Two was... Uh, an episode from the first season called, I think, There's No Disgrace Like Home, maybe? Mm. There's No mm. Disgrace Like Home. And it's where they go to Mr. Burns' mansion. Yeah, mm. There's No Disgrace Like Home. It's episode four of season one for some reason. I don't know why they showed that one first. Yeah. But they go to Mr. Burns' mansion for a party. Mm. And Homer... The whole episode is about Homer being embarrassed by the antics of the other members of the family. So, like... Mm. Cause it feels pointless to go over it, but The Simpsons is about Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie, who are a family in <laughs> Springfield, in America. Homer works in a nuclear power plant, and uh, Marge, is, Marge is sort of the stay at home mum, yeah. and the children are Bart and Lisa are, are ten and eight years old, and Maggie's a baby. Mm. There you go. Um, if you didn't know,
0: All new new information.
2: Yeah, and you tell me about Homer now. Like, who is like what kind of character is Homer?
0: Homer, it's the dad. Yes. Uh he works.
2: No but like just his character type, like what kind what type of character is he?
0: Um like you mean what
2: Is he uh, like really smart and intelligent and suave So Homer
0: is just a a guy, isn't he? Like he's he does mistakes like any other guy. He does silly mistakes, he's also loving. Sometimes he seems selfish, he doesn't see I don't think he does anything with Bad intentions. I think no. his it he always comes from a place of, uh, of uh, being silly. <laughs> but it's, I don't think he's a bad guy. He interesting just does that you silly say things.
2: that. Because there's something to talk about with that in a minute. But but yeah, you're basically right. You base. I agree with you. But he he does make mistakes and do and get into trouble and do stupid things sometimes. Yeah. And normally Marge is sort of the more down to earth one who is a bit more reserved maybe and like you know we'll mm. sort of yeah. look after the family and then you've got Bart and Lisa Bart yeah. is Bart is a naughty boy Lisa's yeah. like really smart and intelligent and well behaved yeah yeah but in this episode marge is a drunk <laughs> and bart um. and lisa are both really really naughty terrors and homer mm. is the really reserved one that's embarrassed by the behaviour of his family, oh. and it's totally the characters just aren't aren't mm. there in that episode. And it was just such because by the time it got shown in, in in the UK, like a few seasons of it had been out, they could have picked any episode to show first. Yeah, I've always found it so odd that they picked that one where the characters really are almost some of them opposite to what they go on to like be defined as later. Mm. Uh, so I remember being a bit disappointed by it because it just seemed like such an odd episode and not what I understood The Simpsons to be. Anyway. I carried on watching it and fell in love with it. And it's the most, it's just, I just, I used to watch it every single day when I had my dinner and stuff. Like it was on BBC two at like six o'clock in the evening or something. Mm. I think five o'clock something like that. Yeah. And then we, when we got Sky One, Sky One just basically showed the Simpsons all the time. Um, And I just, I completely love it. And for me, the golden era of it is a lot of people say like season one to season nine,
1: mm.
2: but for what I've just gone over, I really feel like season one is not, developed enough yet like they aren't quite there with it so for me it's like Mm. season two Mm. through to about season nine or even 10 maybe are like Mm. the golden era and when i put the simpsons at number two on my list i'm specifically mean like that bit of the simpsons because it's gone on to be like i think season 30 or 31 is the most recent
0: yeah
2: um but i haven't watched it in a long time or at least i haven't watched new episodes in a long time Mm -hmm. but um I think about scenes from different Simpsons episodes minimum probably 5 times a day something will happen that will make me think of a Simpsons episode <laughs> um and I just it it's just it's just it's just part of my DNA almost at this point mm. the Simpsons and when Disney Plus came out uh in America it had all the Simpsons on it and over here when it was coming out over here they it wasn't going to have the Simpsons on it until like the last minute they were like oh we've got the Simpsons on there as well Mm. And I've watched a bunch of The Simpsons since Disney Plus came out again, and it just it just holds up. It just is mm. so incredibly funny. I used to have, I used to have a book that was like a guide to The Simpsons that would like sh- tell you about every episode and the little cultural references that were in every episode that I didn't pick up on when I was a kid, and I just used to read that book over and over again. <laughs> and I had Bart Simpson's Guide to Life, which <laughs> my m- mum confiscated off me at one point because she thought that it was like a bad influence on me and it was <laughs> making me too rude. <laughs> um uh especially it had a bit in it that was like how to annoy your parents and one of mm. one of the one of the bits was on a road trip ask are we there yet every thirty seconds and mm. I went for a little period of saying, Are we there yet? and then just counting to thirty <laughs> in my head <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> um oh. So yeah, no, I love the Simpsons. It would be now my number one pick if it wasn't for mm. something that just is slightly more perfect for me. But mm. the Simpsons my nice. number two choice. If
1: I like it. If
2: you haven't watched it, then watch it. Watch and it. The very. If you've never seen any Simpsons, then watch uh, the episode called You Only Move Twice, where they <laughs> move to a new place run by a Bond villain. It is a perfect <laughs> Simpsons episode. Amazing. Yeah. So there we go. And don't watch nice. anything past season 10. because It's no. pure unrestrained garbage.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nice one.
2: Yeah, what's your number two pick, Alex?
0: My number two uh, pick is a Netflix uh, children's series uh, called Hilda.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: so it's a British-Canadian animated TV series, and it's based on a graphic novel uh, series by Luke Pearson. And uh, it's uh, only got one ser- series for now. I don't think, I don't know if they're going to have another one. Oh, um, ah, yeah, they're going to have another one in 2020. But for now, there's only one uh, season. So it's the story of this girl uh, living in the cabin in the middle of nowhere and her adventures with her deer fox. Okay. And that's it. Twig. And,
2: and is it, is
0: uh, it funny? Uh, no, it's not. It's not necessarily funny. It's lovely. Okay. It's um beautiful uh to look at and it's um there's no um like although it could seem like real life, it's totally magical. So there's it's it's a different world from us. So yeah. um people are people but then there's more uh there's characters like elves and deer foxes and orcs that you know but they're totally normal. They're they're part of life. And um it's it's like a, a universe. And, uh a well, a universe with their own rules and logic is like saying to me, to you today, I've seen a, an orc. Um, right. but it's a lovely. It's 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 aimed to children, but I really enjoy it, and um, it's um, the colours that they use it's just they're very warm and autumnal, and it yeah. feels like kind of like an old school, and um. And the animation is quite. It's not really like, um, crisp. It's quite just nice, and it's just not very crisp. And yeah. um, there it's lovely. It's just really lovely, and I love it. And uh, you just um, the first two episodes kind of uh tell you, kind of set the scene of who Hilda is and where she lives and um. Uh, what kind of uh, person she is and who t- little twig is and then then the more it goes on then you kind of like other characters come in and then um, she moves out from where she is uh, because of certain reasons which are totally magical and um, it's just a lovely story of a girl growing up and uh, going to live, uh, live somewhere else and uh, of her adventures her magical adventures mm. and it's, it's just really really nice and I, I discovered it I think last year um, on, uh, on, uh, it's on the children's section of Netflix and wow.
2: uh, <laughs> Do you often and cruise I, the children's section of Netflix
0: uh, well it's for, uh, because I was looking for stuff for my students to watch
2: right <laughs>
0: So I was looking for stuff for my students to watch and then I found Hilda and I was like, I think I'm gonna like this, but mm-hmm. it's my main recommendation to my student, for my students. Um, so uh, they love it too. So approved by kids, approved by adults. Um, and funnily enough, I never heard of the artist Grimes before watching Hilda and Grimes does the opening um, song for the for the. Um, for the cartoon.
2: Interesting. So does Hilda drive a Tesla?
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And just called her child. Uh, cluck, cluck. <laughs> peck, nah, ooh. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, Hilda. Lovely. Uh, nice to watch. Uh, beautiful. I love it.
2: Awesome stuff.
0: Yeah. Cool. Thank you. That's my number two. Nice. Uh, From your face, I don't think you've ever seen it or heard of it.
2: Uh, No, I've not seen it. I think I might have heard of it from you talking about it before sometime. Probably. I think because you mentioned... I think you might have mentioned it on the podcast before when we talked about Grimes, possibly.
0: Maybe. Uh,
2: But no, I've not seen it. But it sounds nice. And you obviously like it a lot, so no, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. My number two. Your number two. Which means your number one is... Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. Absolutely. I love
0: Louise. I love Tina. I love Jean. I love Bob. I love everything.
2: Yeah. I can respect that. I I I, I love it too. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, I love the Every episode ends with a different song as well, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And a different little sketch at the end. Yeah. It's such a
2: musical show.
0: Because there's so much, you know, cartoons... There's so much... Well, animation. There's so much work that goes into it. So those little things that change all the time, that's a lot of work put in a, a tiny amount of you know, footage. Yeah, So it's, it's incredible that they can do that at the beginning and at the end. Mm. It's really good.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, You're okay. number
0: one then, Mr. Jaw.
2: My number one is a Disney Channel show
0: mm-hmm.
2: from uh, 2012. Created by Alex Hirsch, called Gravity Falls.
0: Gravity Falls!
2: Gravity Falls. Yes,
0: mate.
2: Gravity Falls are the adventures of Dipper Pines, voiced by Jason Ritter, and his twin sister Mabel, voiced by Kristen Mm -hmm. Schaal, who's also in Bob's Burgers,
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: who go to spend the summer with their great-uncle Stan, who is voiced by Alex Hirsch, the creator of the show. He runs a shop called the Mystery Shack, uh, which uh, sort of is meant to be a museum and gift shop of like local strange mysteries.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, But it's clear that it's kind of just a sort of con in a way.
1: Mm. Um,
2: But then Dipper, like in the first episode, Dipper finds this journal that's full of like actual strange things in the town of Gravity Falls. Mm. And basically, each episode is about a different odd thing that happens, and Dipper reading, finding in the journal, like how to kind of overcome the monster or the problem that's happened. Uh, but then, throughout this, there's only two series of it, and it sort of starts off feeling like it's that kind of monster of the week thing I was discussing earlier. Mm. But it yeah. very much builds to like an ongoing storyline that like uh, becomes incredibly satisfying and has like some really good twists in it, and it's like some mm. of the best storytelling I've seen on TV.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, and it's also I, th- I think the reason I love it so much is like it's really similar to Twin Peaks. It's got a real Twin Peaks vibe from it. It's really obviously influenced by Twin Peaks. Mm. Um, and I love that. Of course, I love that. Uh, like weird stuff happening in a small town in America is like just, just, just plug that directly into my veins. That's exactly <laughs> what I like. Um, but also. Uh. It's super influenced, and Alex Hirscheng has said that it's really influenced by The Simpsons as well. Mm. And it gets that humour spot on. And it's like if it was just the story and what happens, I would really like it. But it's the fact that it is painfully funny, like makes me cry with laughter often, Mm. that is what makes me love it so much. Like the mixture of of the exact kind of storytelling I like with the exact kind of humour I find funny just creates a perfect thing which is why I once spent probably total 15 to 20 man hours making a Dipper costume for Halloween. Yeah. And I created his journal. like I wrote his journal out um, (laughs) with all the illustrations and stuff. I don't know where that is now, actually. I wish I hadn't lost it, but uh, I made his journal, um, Mm. and that took me so long. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I love it. I absolutely adore Gravity Falls, and it's my number one. What do you think, Alex?
0: I really like it. I do. The first time I heard of it was when you and our friend Gail were talking about wearing a costume, and uh, you were gonna be Dipper, and Gail was gonna be Mabel. And yeah, I was yeah. like, what are they talking about? Why are they so intense? And then I started watching <laughs> it, and it's so good. It's really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. And it's on Disney Plus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all on Disney so, Plus. So I'm going to watch it again because I watched it like a few years ago and I think I can definitely do with some Gravity Falls at the moment.
2: Good. Yeah. yeah it's very heartwarming Ooh. stuff, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Good choice. Good number one. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Okay. Time for honourable mentions.
0: Do you want to do the five to one first? Yes, I do. Yeah. Of
2: course I do. Okay. Five to one. I've got at number five, Rugrats. Mm -hmm. At number four, Over the Garden Wall. At number three, Bibb's Burgers. Mm -hmm. At number two, (laughs) The Simpsons. And at number one, Gravity Falls.
0: Fantastic. Mm. Uh, My top five. Number five, Police Academy. Number four, DuckTales, the 1987 one. Number three, Futurama. Number two, Hilda. And number one, Bobs
2: are buggers. Lovely, lovely stuff. Yes. Okay, so I've got some honorable mentions to go through. Hi. 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 Yeah, I'm
0: here.
2: Hi. Um. (laughs) Big Mouth. Yes. uh, Which I've mentioned. You haven't seen Big Mouth, have you?
0: I've never watched Big Mouth. You
2: definitely like it's similar to the Sex Education show. It's Mm. making that conversation more. Uh, less taboo. I think you would like okay. Big Mouth. I definitely think okay. you'd like Big Mouth. You should watch it.
1: Okay.
2: Um, in fact, I the chances of you not liking Big Mouth are zero percent.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm certain okay. you would like it.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: Courage the Cowardly Dog. Did you ever watch that? The who? Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog was a Cartoon Network show. Um, that was on a lot when I was younger, and is like, mm. feels like a cartoon made by David Lynch. So obviously, okay. I
0: like it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um. Yeah.
2: Bojack Horseman. Okay. Which is another Netflix one. Pretty good. But I find it quite difficult to watch because it's so sad. And it's about characters oh. that are having such difficult lives. And like it's important, like it, 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 it talks about mental health in a way that should be mm. talked about and stuff. But it, I find it difficult to watch many episodes at a time because it, is, it takes a lot out of me to watch it. But it is, oh. it is, it is brilliant. Okay. Have you ever watched it?
0: No, never.
2: You that's maybe... why I'm
0: surprised because I didn't think it was about that.
2: Yeah, it's very no. You like you should probably watch it if because it it is good and it is mm. important. Like it's an important TV show. Um, and the way it explores mental health is amazing mm. and really really important. I remember watching the first episode and not liking it at all, but if you stick with it, it, it kind of okay. is really good.
1: Mm. But
2: it is some of the episodes just feel drained at the end of them. Um, yeah. You've got to be in the right mind, right frame of mind to watch that. I think. Mm. Then I've got Future Armor, which we've discussed. Uh, Disenchantment, and then a Netflix co- show called Love, Death, and Robots, which mm-hmm. is uh, worth a watch. Harley Quinn, the new Harley Quinn adult oh, animated okay. show, is mm-hmm. uh, is really fun, worth watching. F is for Family is another. Netflix are killing it actually with cartoons. <laughs> so really good. Mm. F is for Family is is pretty good. It's worth watching. Okay. if You haven't seen it. King of the Hill from back in the day, really like that. Mm-hmm. Wallace and Gromit. Let's not forget Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Arthur, the Aardvark, uh, mm. The Powerpuff Girls. The 90s <laughs> Batman animated series, which is yeah. awesome. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, which I always had a soft spot for. Uh, I like that kind of goofy humour. Count Ducula, mm. uh, yeah, which was... Uh, <laughs> Count Ducula was made in the suburb of Manchester I grew up in, so I have a real yeah. soft spot for it, and I also love it. The Animals of Farthing Wood. Was a brutal cartoon when I was a kid uh, that was about animals trying to escape from a wood that was being mm. destroyed. But every episode would end with one of them being like, brutally killed. <laughs> Very odd for a children's <laughs> show. Yeah. The raccoons that I had when I was on video when I was a kid, I used to watch the raccoons over and over and over. The Trap Door is mm. a strange um, plasticine stop motion animated uh, children's show from when I was a kid. If you've never seen The Trap Door, just look it up on YouTube for like. Mm. Some really uh, weird animation. Nelly the elephant. uh, Again, I had that on video when I was a kid. It was about an elephant that Nelly the elephant went away from the circus. Anyway, good show. Garfield and (laughs) Friends. (laughs) Yeah. X Men. And then one I'd forgotten about, and I barely remember it, Mm. but it's got an amazing theme tune. So just just look this up and watch the theme tune on YouTube. I love it. It's called As Told by Ginger. Mm. And it was it was like a Nickelodeon T V show.
1: Um, okay.
2: That is I, I remember I remember liking it actually and it being quite good, but it's just got this awesome theme song that sounds like a kind of Macy Gray song or something.
1: Okay. Anyway, worth
2: watching. And for the first time ever I've got a dishonourable mention.
1: Oh. Okay. I
2: I want to single something out as being the most ugly, unpleasant to look at cartoon I've ever seen. I remember watching it when I was a kid and being confused as to why it existed. Mm. And the like the voice acting is 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 unpleasant to listen to. Everything about it, I dislike. So mm. I don't I don't like getting too negative on here, but I just want to mention it because it's so foul. Yeah.
1: there's a
2: cartoon called Angela Anaconda. Oh, I
1: don't know what that Do is. Do you know it? Nope.
2: Just just Google image it for just Google image it. And see what was what called see. Angela Anaconda?
0: Angela Anaconda. <clears throat> God (laughs) Are you crazy? Is that for children?
2: Exactly, isn't it? It's horrifying.
0: What? No. I I can't unsee that. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. You should watch
2: watch a bit of it on YouTube it's even in motion, it's even worse.
0: They're grey. No. Who (laughs) did that? Who is this horrible person? I'm sorry, person that you did it, but you did a bad thing. Oof. I but do you know why
2: Why I particularly dislike it is that they well, put a short five-minute chunk of it in front of the yeah. Digimon movie. Do you remember the Digimon? Yeah. So when the Digimon movie came out in America and the UK, when you went yeah. to see it in the cinema, there was an Angela Anaconda short film at the start of it.
0: What? So you had
2: to sit through five... Because I think it wasn't as popular as they wanted it to be and they knew Digimon was huge, so they kind of wanted to push it a bit on people. How, How can, can that sit for... be
0: even something that is out? That is horrible.
2: <laughs> so you had to like, sit no, for a no, five minute No right-minded person.
0: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No right-minded person. Like, yeah, that's a good concept for for a children's program. Let's put it on. It's probably like somebody's child, like son or daughter of like a producer. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got a great idea. It's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, I don't want to watch yeah. any of it.
2: No, it's it's horrible. So I just wanted to bring it up because uh, it's just it it it's burned in my memory as something that just
0: <laughs> yeah, horrible da-
2: damaged me when I was younger.
0: Horrible.
2: So well, do you have honourable mentions?
0: Honourable mentions for me. So um, Archer, uh, which uh is uh about uh secret agent, I guess. Um, yep. Batman, the nineteen ninety two series, which I loved. Um, South Park, uh, Daria, which uh, well, I'm not going to go into South Park. We know what it is. Uh, Daria, which was an MTV uh, cartoon about this uh, teenager teenager in a high school, and then uh, the Teenage Ninja Mutant. Oh, it's so difficult to say in English. In in, in Italian, is like the le tartarughe ninja. Done, but. <laughs> In English, it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, one more time. Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it is is in Italian. Uh, yeah, loved that one. Uh, the Animaniacs. Uh, Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah, of course. The Animaniacs. Yeah, uh, Count Dacula. Loved Count Dacula. And then I used to watch a lot of Tiny Tunes, which is basically Looney Tunes, but as children um tiny tunes is weird
2: because it tiny tunes they're children right
0: yeah but, but they, they go to university. Kind of the, yeah
2: yeah but i'm not, not criticizing it i used to really like it it's just it's just yeah, so I odd that it. they're children but they go to Tiny, they go to toon university but they're clearly yeah. meant to be about 12 um yeah maybe maybe, maybe cartoons just develop quicker than uh Humans, exactly, yeah,
0: and uh, very old school, the Flintstones and the Jetsons loved, oh, of course, them. yeah, yeah, Hanna Barbera in general. And you know, I could put all of them because I, yeah, I can't believe i forgot about Hanna Barbera
2: stuff. Scooby Doo yeah. was mine, I used to Scooby-Doo. adore Scooby Doo, um,
0: Wacky Races, you know, all, all yeah, of those, you know, races. kind of growing up with them was really cool. But yeah, and that is it, my Honourable Awesome. Now, homework time. Homework time. Homework Home- time. Homework time. So, so, what would you like me to watch?
2: Well, you've seen Gravity Falls. Yes. You've seen The Simpsons. Yes. We know you've seen Bob's Burgers. Yes. So, if you can, yeah. I would love you to watch Over the Garden Wall and tell me what you think of it.
0: Okay. No problemo.
2: Because also you've seen Rugrats as well, really, haven't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, Over the Garden Wall.
0: Okay, Over the Garden Wall. I would like you to watch Hilda.
2: Right, okay. That's on Netflix, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's easily available. It's on Netflix. It's lovely to watch. Time will fly by. And it's only one season. You can watch it all. You can watch some Sex Education dirty your mind and then watch some Hilda and clean your mind up
2: yeah I am going to carry on I am going to finish Sex Education I, def- I like it I do genuinely like it so I, I will finish that yeah we can, we can touch base again once I finish series two uh, cool Definitely. okay now next nice. time we will be discussing uh, foreign language animated yeah. shows primarily probably it's going to be largely Japanese anime do you think? Yes. And weirdly, similar to you, where some of your picks this week have been things you in- initially watched in Italian, some of the stuff I've mm. picked is... or will pick will be stuff that I originally watched in English, but because it's anime, I feel like it belongs yeah. in that episode next week rather than this week. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, good. Glad it makes sense. Absolutely. Um, so that's next week. Other than that... Yeah. Uh, you please follow us on all the social media channels. The links for all of those will be in the show notes. Um, a big, big plea. If you haven't done so already and you're still listening to us, A, we massively appreciate it. Uh, the first few episodes... Thank you. We've been recording a few in advance, so for the first time some have been going out and people have been feeding back and it's been lovely to hear people saying they enjoyed it.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. A massive Definitely. plea, if you can, to go, even if you don't listen to it on iTunes, if you can go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it's called now and give us a rating on there it will help other people to discover us and we'd really really appreciate it so if you can do, please uh, please go and give us a rating on there, anyone can download iTunes on their computer you don't have to have an iPhone uh, you can do it on a, on a Windows computer and stuff so if you have the time, we'd love it and appreciate it if you, if you, uh, if you did that you know, if it's a good rating if you want to leave us one star then uh, get out, get out
0: (laughs) be nice
2: Um, yeah well I'd be surprised if you're still listening now after 10 episodes and you don't like it then you know go away no (laughs) so yeah okay that's us for this week thank you so much for listening give us a rate on iTunes keep up with us on social media and tune in next time for anime yes
0: okay love you Bye. bye